Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 26th of February, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. We knows. And Robert Kemp. You knows. We knows. Like, why knows? <laughs> so I was, I was, as soon as I said that, I was like, that just sounds like some kind of weird food brand. We knows. We knows. Go down to the we knows. <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a lovely we know. I mean, I mean a why know isn't... Uh, isn't it's a person that likes yes. wine, right? It's yes. a wino. But what's a wino? Someone somebody likes hot dogs. Someone who used to you don't know. drink wine whilst interacting with the Meverse. <laughs> like... Somebody who drives an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> a wino. <laughs> a wino GT. <laughs> yeah, but that GT also does version. kind of sound like a car. <laughs> a really, really bad super, car, probably. Yeah. Souped up versions of those Wienermobiles. Probably a Datsia. The Datsia Wino. Yeah, it sounds like a, a car in Grand Theft Auto, doesn't it? Like a, a, a parody of a real car brand. Yes. Wino's. Ford Wino pickup. <laughs> Grand to Wino. No, it'd have to be an Italian car, right? If it was yes. like a Wino, yeah, like that's a, true. Like a Fiat Wino. <laughs> Fiat Wino 500 City Edition. What's with the Fiat Panda? It's not very Italian sounding. No, that is like the. I mean, what, what else have the Fiat? Fiat have, they've had. They've had. What are other Fiat's? There's the 500. There is the Punto, the Cinquecento. Uh, yeah, see, that sounds Italian. Punto sounds Italian. Panda. Panda. Mm. Yeah, Panda is the outlier. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they call it Bambino or Vicolo or something? Piccolo. Do we know the Italian word for panda? Is it just panda? Is that I mean, what? I mean, is that maybe it? Maybe that's it. it could maybe be, that's yeah. it. Panda. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they it, don't have pandas, so I mean, no one does apart from China. So yeah. maybe they. Well, unless panda means something else in Italian, or there's a similar word that means something bad. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't think I know the word for panda in any languages other than English. Well, or maybe you do. And that's the point. Panda. <laughs> well, it's all panda. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing an accent. Panda. Well, I think that panda might actually be the word for panda in Japanese. Probably. Like, well, I mean, Chinese. Japanese does that all the time, though. They're, they're especially good at just integrating foreign words directly. Yeah. One, like, one, pandas in Japan. One of my, one of my favourite things... My, one of my, well, one of my most favourite and annoying things about uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is that for some reason the translation, they often like to change people's names or the names of, like, so the subtitles read differently to how the characters are very clearly saying them. Okay. So oh. there's, like, um, there's a character called FF in, the, in Stone Ocean who, for some reason, who, like, they call, him, they call her FF in the, uh, in the subtitles, but they always say Foo Fighter. And it's like, well, maybe they couldn't use the phrase foo Okay, like, Yeah, I can see why you might want to change that, maybe. Oh, uh, maybe. Because Foo Fighter, obviously the band is named after an actual thing. Yeah. Right. And like, there's, but, a, there's and more, more, more pointlessly, there's a character called Weather Report. Well, they, they, <laughs> they, well, they, put, they, say, they say Weather Report. Uh, uh, but the subtitle is Weather Forecast. And I'm like, why did you change that? That was real weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't have nearly as good flow to that to the just saying it. Yeah, 
It, ha- it happens loads, and it's really quite annoying. And who even calls it a weather forecast apart from English English? English, it's not yeah. like it's American like, English. Weather report would be more American, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think it happens in Yakuza as well. They translate something... Well, they 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 say the phrase race battle when, uh, when I'm like do, like doing a taxi race right in in Kiryu's part, and then they they don't translate it as race battle. <laughs> I wonder why <laughs> we don't want a race war. <laughs> oh oh, okay. why has that never occurred to me? <laughs> yeah, but, then, but then that's not what that. I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense even as a as saying it in the car context. context. Like, I guess it is kind of a... You just call it a race. You don't need to call it a race <laughs> yeah, battle. Race battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't call it a race battle. That's bad. Yeah, that's just a coincidence. I, I see. Yeah. I didn't... I can kind I, of see that. Yeah, okay. I get, I get it now. I get it. <laughs> that did not occur to me at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we it's don't de- want to helter-skelter up in, your, up in your Yakuza. Yeah, it's definitely things like that, you know, where obviously the localization guys are having to work overtime to make things in Japanese work, mm. right? But but there is a, the occasional time where you can clearly hear them say someone's name and that's not in the translation, and you're like, well, okay, is, have you just reordered how this script works? And it's like, probably. Well, in some actually. of those cases, it's like, isn't, isn't it more important in Japanese that you have to, like, actually say the person you're referring to more than in English, where you can just get away with saying, like, talking at Him someone in context yeah. and all that stuff yeah yeah there's there's an awful lot more uh re- even in just the moments where there's like it's kind of used as a like a um as an exclamation a lot more right it's like when someone says something somewhat something i'm gonna say it poignant uh, <laughs> like they just they people just sit there for and just go like kid you or you know they have they have a moment where it's like Instead of just being like man or dude or something like that, it's always their name, right? It's like I'm not sure that's exactly the same context. No, 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 <laughs> it's, it's yes. not the same thing. But they do that a lot as well. Like Akiyama-san, Haruka. It's just used as a as a sort of yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm listening. I guess it's just I'm just going to say your name. So Fiat Pandas. Fiat Pandas, yeah. <laughs> This has been a very I mean, classical had... <laughs> podcast intro. We've, just, yeah, we've had the, the word segment, Robson Poignant. <laughs> yeah, you got to have the <laughs> Got to get that in there, the classics. <laughs> you know what? It's been a while since we've had a poignant moment. That's true, yeah. Felt poignant. But, but either it, both in the spirit and in actual... Uh... Oh, okay, word talk. I can't remember the word for when you actually, like... Isn't there a word for like when you actually just say a word, like the, to to to, to vocalise it? Is there, there's a sort of more succinct way of saying that, right? The, well, as opposed to utter, I suppose now. utter is probably yeah, what utterance. I was looking for. Yeah, an utterance of poignant. Indeed, there was an utterance. <laughs> there was an utterance. You had a punto, and that I was had a bad. punto. It right, was real it's bad. The worst car I've ever you... owned. <laughs> Can you imagine how much, got many, though. Uh, what a panda would be like um, <laughs> if a punto was that bad? It's even well, worse, surely. Pretty uh, modern bad, though, surely. F- funny story. Maybe. My mum used to have a panda. So Yeah. <laughs> and, and how did it compare with the punto? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention when I was that, that <laughs> young. So, I think the panda came before our Nissan... Oh, what was it? It was a... 
I can't even remember what that thing was called, but it was brown people carrier looking thing that was yeah. like as boxy as they come. You know how the like the Ionic Five kind of made thing. like angular boxy cars cool. This was not that, but it was like, like <laughs> right, it had right, the right. same sort of like like just straight edges. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what that thing was called now. Um, but yeah, and we had that. Then we had a space wagon. That was what yep. I, I think that the Nissan was where I was sort of paying attention. I really don't remember the Pandora that much, other than it being no. white and having like a black and whitey sort of gradient stripe down the side, sort of in a dither pattern. I remember that it was kind of like funky for a early nineties car. <laughs> The classic jazz pattern. Dither. Dither is jazz now. Oh, was it dithered? Yeah, sort dithered. Of like a dithered black oh. and white. Almost, almost like, um, again, I can't remember the word for it, but the, the sort of pattern they used to like dither newspaper. Like, um, oh, right. Okay. That sort of dot, but only in black and white the, rather than like... Like the Benday dots. Something like that. No, that's that. those are coloured. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah, it's something, <laughs> something like that. It's that, that sort of patterning anyway. That sort of mm. went for a gradient. Don't really remember that too much. I remember my mum had a red Renault Five called Eric, Eric. after Eric Cantona. <laughs> Some okay. reason, I'm not sure why, but anyway, that was kind of that was quite cool for a, for a you know tiny car, you know tiny yeah, cheap friend, car. A friend of mine had a Renault Five. Renault Five, yeah. We used, quite to, used to joke that we could smell the clutch burning all the time. But... Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, very French. <laughs> so French. <laughs> so French. I think I've owned a French car. What have I had? I've had a Mini, a Punto, and then a billion Focuses. <laughs> but you had an actual Mini, not not a BMW. Oh, yeah, mini. Not, not a Beamer, but yeah, a Mini Mayfair. Um, yeah. Only had four gears and 900 cc's of engine. Oh, yeah. Four gears, <laughs> baby. And you were lucky if the high beams came on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> And, and my favourite feature, the uh, the heating panel, which was a massive stick that just stuck out. And if you tried to change it, instead of the knob moving, the rest of the panel moved. The <laughs> <laughs> whole panel moved. Uh, that was great. Oh, I love that car. Um, still oh, slightly yeah, bitter at my mum getting rid of it while we were at uni. Because mm. she, was, she was all like, oh, you need a better car for driving this distance. And I'm like, she wasn't wrong. Driving no. the Mini all the way to... Well, you wouldn't be able to get all your stuff in the Mini. No, absolutely not. It would have been an absolute nightmare. But I wish she kept it and, uh, you know, then we we'd yeah. just got me another car. <laughs> or we could, have, we could of... have sorted out getting me a second car. You would have been in a god-awful state by the time you got back. I mean, maybe. It would only been three years. Like, Yeah, that Mini wasn't in a great state to start with. <laughs> no, no. You're not three years of just sitting there. Mini collectors owners club in the future get get a second car in, or third car or whatever. <laughs> It'd be crazy, crazy. Diff- I mean, it was it wasn't too hard to get hold of an old mini at like, the time twenty years ago. Yeah, but yeah. in that in that tw- twenty years, like old minis are so much rarer now. I don't know if something happened, yeah. but I used to see them all the time, and I don't, can't yeah. remember the last time I saw an old mini. No, I see them in, sometimes in London, but they're clearly part of a club. <laughs> Know. Excuse me, I have, I have hit myself in the wrong hole. Rob has not oh, succeeded no. at drinking a beer out of the bottle. <laughs> like a connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> Back in the room. <laughs> 
Anyway, so what's going on? I've got some proper kitchen bitching for you. Oh, right. Hooray. Of all the things you need uh, when you're a, um, a new father, new parents, um, and you uh, have a child that uh, basically likes to piss everywhere. <laughs> fluids come out of it. Uh, yeah, flu- flu- fluids <laughs> are ejected, sometimes at speed. Uh yeah, the thing you you value quite quite a lot is your washing machine. Uh, ours has died, <laughs> or it's taken. No. T- well, it's not dead, but it's it's taken now as the as the time it decided. You know what? I'm gonna leak too. Fluids <laughs> 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 can't even stay inside the washing machine. <laughs> no. It's like I, yeah, I, look, I looked at I looked at Miles, and uh, I thought I can do I can do that. That's this is the way I'm gonna gonna roll. <laughs> Yeah, so the washing machine's a bit out of action, which is a bit of a problem. Uh, so, we, yeah, rather than replace it because it's a good washing machine, we're going to try and actually get it repaired. But um, <laughs> I don't know what that involves. I don't know quite how how you... I don't know how you take one of those apart and go ferreting around, presumably in the billions of... Well, not billions, but number of pipes to try and find which one. Well, if it's just leaking, there's like there's not really that many places that it can come from. It'll well, be... It's got to be a pipe or uh, yeah, like, a pipe or a seal out of the drum like itself. One or... of those two things. Yeah. But even, but even if I didn't know that, I don't know how I'd go about replacing it. So well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you you don't do that. Yeah, you get, you get an actual washing machine repair person <laughs> to do that. Also, given our history with plumbing in general. <laughs> and the mishaps that involves when we try and do it ourselves. Uh, yeah. Man, the, the, the tap in our bathroom had been, like, really slowly dripping for ages. Mm. And when it got fixed, the tap head got put on a, a different angle. And I just found that so distracting for, like, a week, where it's like every time I'd reach to turn it, it's like, this feels wrong. Because mm. <laughs> it's, it's not aligned the same way it used to be. Oh, I see. Like, just, just where the, the nodules usually sit. Yeah. Like, just a tiny... It's a few degrees Well, it's not out. a few degrees out. It's, like, 45 degrees out. <laughs> I don't know that I would notice that. It's because it's it's not technically a twist tap. It's like a lever tap, but it has a twist tap on it, basically. So it's, it functions like a lever tap. It only has like a 90 uh, degree twist or whatever. I see. But it's just designed like a traditional tap. Mm. Which therefore means that I'm so used to like the position of those things where it's fully closed or fully open yeah, okay. that I, I just immediately felt it and it was like, this is wrong. <laughs> I, can, I can see that, yeah. And it, you know, if you're worried about visuals, it also looks weird because they're not aligned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fairness, we've got we we said since we moved into this place, we actually probably need to replace all of the faucets. Um, I I was with the uh, someone. I went for a drink with someone, twenty five year old girl, and she said faucet, and I was like, "You mean tap, <laughs> you maniac?" Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she was like, "No, surely." She was like, "Surely faucet is." Like she was trying to defend it, and she was like, "Surely that's like a technical part of the tap is the faucet or something or so." And I was like, "No, are you just... a plumber or something?" Like, <laughs> uh, and then I went and looked it up afterwards. It's like, "No, that's just American for tap. Just stop saying faucet." <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of with her because I've accidentally started saying that instead of tap. No, I, I don't know why. The Americanisms. Well, I mean, you know why? Because <laughs> of the Americans. 
And I mean, you said oh, like you said like like a young person, as if that what was the less likely person to be Americanized. No, I was saying it's, but I think that is why. Yeah. Right? I presume because she's younger, she's more likely to be Americanized. More, but more that's expensive. annoying. <laughs> they're, they're taking away our. They're taking away our proper words. <laughs> I mean, it's not at least in, in the case of tap. It's like this is one of the cases where it's actually like a simpler word for us. Yeah, tap is way better than force it. In fairness, I haven't heard there was this, the whole classic American argument, right? Is about restroom, isn't it? And like how that's a stupid word, right? Like, and it should be just either your bathroom or your toilet or something. And it's like actually, like weirdly enough, I think that has gone away. I can't. Like in the same way, I can't remember the last time I saw an old mini. I, I'm struggling to remember the last time I heard an American say restroom and just like called it a bathroom or a toilet. Like maybe that has maybe we've pushed that over. Like has restroom yeah, gone maybe. away? Because restroom is a bit ridiculous. Because it's like a what do you call it? It's like similar to that euphemism treadmill, where it's like you 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 know you get further and further away from the reality of the disgustingness of the actual thing well <laughs> you know I and mean, it becomes more and more abstract I guess. to the point where it, to the point where you don't even know what it is like restaurant but like water closets they say right sure you see and stuff like that and it, but like, water closet yeah. is like super old school though that's like yeah that's like a very a very euphemistic but very descriptive of like the, it's a closet and then there's water involved yeah i guess so. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a small room with with some with some fluids, <laughs> but you can understand why it's like you don't you know we're naming the room after the the actual thing in the room where you have to do business. Yeah, or I mean that, like, that uh, helps. Like the bath, yeah, bathroom, bathroom or, or just the toilet, toilet or whatever. But like you can understand why they wanted a not one, but somebody was like, oh, that's a bit uncouth. Let's think of a name for the room where it's not so explicit what happens en in there. Suite. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess so. Um, that that's like that's like the most it? obscure because yeah. it doesn't describe anything about the room at all. It just means it's just like it's next it, to another room attached. Yeah, yeah, attached, yeah. 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 I, I suppose presumably you could have any 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 kind of room en suite to another room. Yeah. It's just implied that it's a. Oh, like those those terrible yeah. old houses where you like have an extra bed. The only way to to the back bedroom is through another bedroom. It's like it's an ensuite yeah. bedroom. It's a bedroom with an ensuite okay. bedroom. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, walk, you um, just call it a giant walk-in walk-in closet. Walk-in bedroom. <laughs> walk-in bedroom. Like every bedroom. <laughs> what What do you say though? Because I I'm definitely fully British when I say um, fully British. I'm about to go. If I say excuse me, I'm going to go to the toilet or whatever. I say like just pop to the loo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say loo. Yeah. I always say loo. Definitely, definitely. Loo. Loo, loo is the, loo is a good one. I like the loo. But that oh, I like a Lou. It's good to say Lou. Lou is good. Very British. Just kind of Lou. Yeah. Nip, nip to the Lou. Pop nip. to the Lou. Yeah, I could, I could nip. And there it used to be euphemisms like my grand, my nana would say spend a penny and yeah. euphemisms oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Um, but um, don't use. Anything. Which immediately makes me think of that QI round from like really ancient series of QI. Mm. So it's the spend a penny round. Yeah, indeed. Oh, I think I missed. Did you reveal the name there in the middle? I was waiting for the bloody name, and I think you oh, said Oh, I did. It. Yes, I did. In the, right in the middle, casually in the middle. He is a, he is a, officially get, going to be Miles now. He's Miles. Wow. He's Miles. Miles and Miles. 
of Miles. Miles, like that's obviously a cool reference, like Miles Davis. Nothing to do with Sonic. Sonic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you got there eventually. Uh, we've had plenty of things like that. The runners all think it's like, oh, like that's appropriate. Like he's going to be a runner. And it's like, very not true. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not, not entirely what I was thinking. Um, Chief O'Brien from Star Trek. Is that what you were thinking? <laughs> Miles, <laughs> Miles, Miles, Miles O'Brien. Miles O'Brien. Miles yeah. O'Brien. Okay. Miles, yeah. Miles um, Morales. So I've had a couple of people say it's a Spider-Man reference. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, my brother immediately thought it was a Sonic reference. Of course. Oh, well, that's what I thought. Really. <laughs> like <laughs> Don Tootin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's quite. It's, it's suitably obscure Sonic reference though. It's not like it's oh, yeah, yeah, tales yeah. or no, something. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not super mainstream. Like no. Were you, were you going to have Amy if it was a girl? Oh no. Or Rose. Oh, no. I think Rose might have Rose actually is a nice list. name. Yeah. That's a nice name. I like Rose. Mm. But yeah, Miles. Miles Davis, very cool. <laughs> okay, trumpet out, mate. Yeah. Start off a jazz band. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, if I get to just do that every time I walk. <laughs> if he does pick up an instrument that is jazzy and I can just walk into a room and go, nice. I'll, I'll be <laughs> nice. so happy. <laughs> Nice. I'll look to a non-existent camera. <laughs> just... Great, nice. Okay, cool. I think I think we were saying before we recorded uh, the last Sonic Lost World thing. I've been watching a bit, quite a bit of Far Show. Just have to catch some on uh, UK TV Gold. So, it must but... be well dated now. Oh, it's got the odd thing that doesn't quite work anymore, but uh, most of it is still pretty funny. <laughs> To us, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I think there's definitely sort of like memory at play on some of them. Yeah, where it's just like you remember them and that, and you remember laughing at it, and that's what makes you laugh at it again, yeah. rather than it actually being funny in the modern sense. It's it's strange, but uh, like even little it's things, different. like like there was even a, the last episode I watched had a. I don't think it was one of the great greatest jazz club uh, sketches, right? Yeah, but it just had it had him do a fairly normal intro, and he did a. a nice just the once and then the, the the skit was just this this person playing a xylophone and the ends of the sticks come off and there's like that was it and it's like <laughs> right, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's not like, actually the best yeah it's like it's so simple but why but why is that that did make me chuckle a little but it's like it's like it's not that the best sketch in yeah. the world but it's like that's surprisingly okay <laughs> or oh in fairness we've been referring to um uh uh the baby Miles as Badger quite a bit, so like, yeah, yeah. Of course, when Badger Watch comes on, it's like, yeah, okay, that, that now has extra weight. <laughs> Whilst Ian Fleming coughs his way out of a, a sequence. <laughs> Far show. Talk about things we've been watching. Here we go. Segway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched that then Wakanda Forever a couple oh, of days I ago. I've seen that. Yeah, I heard it's good. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, by the current standard of Marvel, I mean, I mean, <laughs> which I is know, somewhat. Like, other than the the obviously fitting tribute to Chadwick Boseman that is yeah. all over this thing, um, and in fairness, that's kind of well done. I can't I can't fault them there. Um, okay, that's good. I was. It's not a good film. I don't. I don't right. get it. I don't get like. Is, is it just? Like are people slightly like overshadowed by the Bozeman thing, and it's like, oh, it has to be good, blah blah blah, and uh, you know, maybe. And, like, maybe. I, I don't want to undersell the impact of Black Panther, the first film. That was kind of a cultural event, right, for a lot of people. Oh I, yeah, I don't it was wanna, massive. Yeah, 
I don't want to um, disrespect that. But that was quite good. I mean, it, it was quite good. It wasn't, yeah. a, it wasn't as good as the hype, you know, suggested, but like it, it was good. No, but I, I just found Wakanda Forever quite messy. Like it, not, yeah. nothing, it felt, didn't, I never felt like anything really mattered um, during it. And I didn't feel the stakes. I didn't feel the, the bad guy Namor was just kind of a, kind of weak and, uh, right. and not uh, uninteresting. Um, yeah, I just found the whole thing a bit a bit lame, and I I, right. I seem to be in the minority there. Like I, I like I don't know. I, I don't think I've got Marvel fatigue per se. I still like a good Marvel film, but the recent the recent batch of them just something feels I've off. Started, I don't know. I've, quite. I've started missing them consistently now. I I think it's only it's only because I was with you that I watched the uh, multiverse, um, the the Doctor Strange one. Mm. But I yeah, I missed Thor: Love and Thunder. Can't be bothered. That was I okay. Missed, uh, Actually, that was out the Wakanda one. Out the recent stuff, yeah. London, Love and Thunder was all right. That was still still yeah. Uh, that was still a Marvel film to me. Um, yeah, but I, but I just watched that that trailer for like uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and I yeah, I, I love those first two. Like Volume One, and yeah, Volume Two that are could great. Be good. Um, yeah. But volume three, the way they're trailing volume three is is a bit is is in a a sort of epic kind of way, right? They're being mm. like, hmm, this is all this all seems like that you're training this as a super serious uh, installment, and I'm like, oh no, right. oh no, that's not the point of that. Yeah, are you breaking it already? You're not selling me on this. I don't know. I think Marvel's in a tr- in a tricky spot. You know, it's had the power oh, creep. Yeah. It's reached the power creep problem, right? And it's just like <laughs> well, well, it's where we need to destroy problem. the whole universe. Yeah, nothing the is again, the, more so than the problem in the multiverse is nothing matters in any one universe. Yeah, classically, but that always happens. It's, it's just yeah. got, it's just got to the point where it's it's hard to believe the stakes anymore, right? It's yeah. like uh, it's just got a bit, and then it gets dull as a result. You're not you're not invested. I'm not gonna. Can't be bothered with Ant Man either. That's the one that's just come out, right? Yeah, and again, that seems to be having a sort of mixed. That one, that one feels more mixed than Wakanda Forever, from what I've been. Yeah, it's ro- it's rotten on the Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, is it Tomatoes? Which huh. is only the second time after Eternals that that's happened. Um, that first Ant Man film's fun. I like that. Oh well, yeah. The, the problem with that is as well. the, the the problem with the first Ant Man film is it, it is it is fun, but it was going to be so much better, and that's what's annoying about it. Is like if you know the history, you know it was going to be an Edgar Wright film, you know. Oh written, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it got screwed up in the development or whatever, mm. so it's just annoying. It should have been weirder, basically, and you can <laughs> yeah. see parts of it sequence, like the whole sequence with the Thomas the Tank Engine train set was obviously straight out of the Edgar Wright script or whatever, mm. and you can see they've botched it with a conventional quite boring you know marvel film and with just parts of what they did or whatever mm. and it could have been really cool but it's a shame oh sure. well never mind but paul rudd can carry anything so i mean oh yeah yeah and and the world's happiest mexican is in it so. <laughs> <laughs> can't complain need more of him uh yeah so i, watched, I can't I watched... remember much about the second one uh, no but... i mean that's the one with mm-hmm. ghost um, as the bad guy, yeah. and it's a bit. It's not. It's definitely not as memorable a film, um, you know, because it sort of brings back the the whole the whole family Pittman get involved, right? That's um, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Oh, I tell you what, the most annoying thing about Wakanda Forever is right. Like, it's got this. Um, uh, it's got. It. I mean, Shuri, you know, is obviously like a child protege scientist. 
uh, from Wakanda. That's kind of her whole deal. So what do they need? Oh, let's introduce yet another 19-year-old child protege that apparently has developed the one device that can detect vibranium from a distance. So they're using it to scour the ocean floor to find stuff. And uh, Oh, and by the way, she's just built an Iron Man suit because people can do that now. Right. And it's just it's just like, oh, it's just, okay, so Iron, you've just totally, like, shat all over Iron Man in some way. And, and of course, and she yeah. seems, other than the fact that she's made this, like, this, this detective machine, the fact that she then remains in the film is utterly pointless. Like, there's no point in her being there as a character. That, like, supposedly that character is Iron Heart, which is a Marvel thing, but um, sort of makes sense why it's an Iron Man suit, I guess. <laughs> but, um... I don't know. Just didn't just didn't work. It just seemed like a pointless character to be there. Like I mean, I know it's a comic or whatever, but the Iron Man's superpower is he has a superpower, which is I know I understand that he's he's just a a normal human, but actually he has a superpower, which is for some reason he's the only person who can Yeah, but it's not just that he's a genius and can make plans for amazing stuff. For some reason, he's the only person that construct that can construct them once Mm. the plans are made, which is bizarre. Like in the real world, like that that knowledge would proliferate, and that was the point of the first film. Was like the what's his name, Um, uh, uh, the dude or whatever. (laughs) The Um, dude uh, who's the bad guy in the first one is. uh, um, Oh sure. The, um, the, other, the other Stark guy. employee, I can't remember his yeah. name. Yeah, but... well, made made his own right Iron Man suits yeah. from the plans or whatever, and it's like, well, that would be a constant threat for Iron Man that someone would steal his technology. Someone would just do it, yeah. yeah. But I guess we've um, got to the point now where someone in, without the plans can just make stuff in a garage. It's Yeah, well, he made the original one in a cave, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, But he wasn't 19. I don't know, maybe that, that's, no, that's perhaps that's the bit that bothers me a little bit. And, uh... <laughs> And it's not just a garage either. This kid has a whole bloody warehouse to herself. It seems it's just it's just weird. It's 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 slightly off. Uh, it just makes the whole thing slightly, you know, as unbelievable as Marvel should be. Yeah. You know, it's just straying that little bit further away from. Um, yeah, yeah. Like at least humans being believable in some way. I think it, it's way past the point where it's like you just can, you can pick and choose now. There's so much Marvel that you now like you can just be like, oh, this one happens to be good, but you yeah. don't have to like see all of them. Anymore. There are fewer films that have continuity at the yeah. moment. Anyway, like the the only real continuity for Wakanda Forever is that uh, hey, we could uh, the Americans are trying to detect detect vibranium, and there's a new bad guy presence that may be a problem in the future uh yeah. and that's all you really learn from it um that's it you're not gonna miss it really it's not gonna but then but then you get so, oh, but then you just don't know that i suppose from the outside right you don't know which ones are important and which ones aren't um hmm. in, in that in that respect it's like if you were just following the films, how would you That's know that one division is, is is actually critical to you understanding <laughs> to Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Bloody Marvel. Well, it's Star Wars it's next messy. week, isn't it? Well, it's, yeah. uh, it's Mandalorian. Mando. On, on Mando's back, so that, that'll do. Hope <laughs> they rescue it after Boba Fett. You know. Yeah. Well, I I, I think they will. Uh, yeah. Boba Mando. Fett was, Boba Fett was well bad, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, never mind. Uh, I'm still watching She-Hulk. We're not, we're not like binging it at all. We've only watched like one or two more episodes since we last talked about it, but uh, still enjoying it. 
Yeah. Good bit of Wong action. And as that, as I can't they... believe that I, I can't. I already said this, but I can't believe that character kept spoiling the Sopranos. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's stop hilarious. It, stop it. <laughs> I realize it's like a twenty. 20- four-year-old show but like um, some people haven't seen it yeah. oh I, I thought that was hilarious <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm liking she help it's good and as you may have gathered i've been i've had the opportunity to watch quite a lot more jojo and uh oh yeah earlier, and uh, I'm, I'm near the end of stone ocean now um and i hear there's another there's another jojo manga being written i don't know if it's turned into anime yet like jojo lands <laughs> will come afterwards so there's more um that thing is getting less good as it goes on. It's just, well, I'm it's sure. Just, it's just one of those things where its rules don't make no... Like, it was... I think I've said this exact thing before. Stop me if I have. But, like, it it seemed like in the, in the early days of JoJo that it was ridiculous, but it at least had a sense of setting up its rule set and then somewhat sticking to it. Whereas now that, that the, this, the current series seems to have, like... When you, when you meet a new bad guy or whatever, they set up the rules for him and then immediately break them within the same episode. And it's like, wait, wait what? And it also seems seems to go out of its way to try and be educational about the most random things. Like, mm. uh, let, let's let's randomly talk about this African poisonous frog and give you some detail on why it's a big deal. And it's like, it's like no, but is, it, is it relevant to the plot? Well, only vaguely. You could have just left it at it's a poisonous frog. It's a stupid show. It's a stupid show. You could probably stop after Stardust Crusaders. Probably. Hey, did you hear that? See that um, things like Death Note and Naruto and stuff like that are going like free to watch on YouTube. Weird. I mean, I guess they're. Oh really? I think some of them are hella old. Yeah. I mean, Naruto, Isn't there like a? Like, aren't they making another like live action Death Note? attempt oh are they i think i i think i saw somebody's trying to do presumably not netflix this time <laughs> i don't know who's doing it now oh, but because there's be, already like... you beat willem dafoe as, as, as well as i know exactly guy. he's the perfect casting yeah i can't remember where, where i read that i suppose we better check out that new trigun <laughs> yeah i guess i'm not convinced like I thought I was I was slightly more hype on it until I saw that first trailer and I was like, oh no. <laughs> this perhaps isn't isn't flying. I have to know. Oh, we we watched Sonic the... Prime. We should talk about Sonic Prime. Yeah, we haven't actually managed to get to that on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we we've watched the, the, the current all of the currently available series of, of Sonic Prime on Netflix. <laughs> Lord knows if they're going to continue it. It's so weird, isn't it? Because it's like it's dubbed as a season. Or like it's eight, what, eight episodes, and uh, well, I mean, it sort of just doesn't go any. It, it doesn't end at a great place. It's well, like, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, it, nothing is re- is resolved at all. As much as like Netflix like to cancel things between seasons, this doesn't even feel. This feels like it was cancelled before the season actually finished. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming like, it has been cancelled, I don't actually know. Don't know. I haven't heard anything about it being cancelled, but like I get the feeling this is one of those like they <laughs> deliver it in two halves kind of deal. Like mm. depending on how the pipeline for making the CG works or. Anyway, that's a weird show. Like, yeah. it seems to... Sonic uh, Prime, yeah. Yeah, it kind of relies on you having, I suppose, a fair amount of Sonic lore knowledge. Like, surprisingly weird. more than I was expecting. I guess. Um, uh, but it's also just, like, oddly structured, right? It's like, have a 
brief conversation that makes very little sense, go to a fight sequence, have a little bit more brief, go to a fight sequence. <laughs> well, the problem is that they have they have a tendency to like spend too much time just running, <laughs> which, you know, it's Sonic and that's kind of his thing, but like they spend a bit, it's just slightly too long on every time they do it and that includes fight sequences as well it's just they're always just a little bit too long it's like we're doing this thing for slightly too long in between the conversation parts. Yeah, there's an awful lot of travelling well, I say there's an awful lot, there isn't a huge No, they don't really go anywhere yeah. they run around the same place a lot <laughs> for a long time slightly too long a time slightly too long a time, most of the and also, he says, "Gotta go fast." Slightly too often. He says, he says, he says that quite <laughs> a like, bit. You can get away with it a couple of times, but we don't need that to be, to be the catchphrase. It just doesn't. It just doesn't even capture Sega's own tone, right? For the Sonic games, like Sonic Boom is a much. I closer. mean, it's not terrible, and uh, it's, like, no, it's not terrible. And the, obviously, the the multiverse aspect of it, and like remixing the characters into the different environments, that sort of works. It's, it's kind of fun, apart yeah. from maybe Rouge, who was just always the same. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Although she was a bit dumb. Although I guess Although she, they were all kind of stupid yes. in Pirate World. But I guess, she, like, they sort of use her to be the one who explains what's going on in each world, mm. so I guess they kind of needed that. <laughs> She's always the generically, vaguely aware of what's going on person. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think the problem I'm having with it is that it just doesn't... <laughs> Having finished all of Sonic Boom now, yeah. Because I did that as well. Um, it's just like it doesn't. It's not nearly as well written as Sonic Boom. Sonic well, Boom's no. actually really good. Like, I, 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 you know, but that's Dumb, Dumb Knuckles is a legend. But that's because Sonic Boom is meant to be fully episodic and it's mm. based on the jokes. Whereas this is like a series. Yeah, yeah. And it's not meant to be funny. But then, yeah, really. well, sort of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's, you well, know, there's comedy, but it's not. It's not very good comedy. No. But it's not meant to be funny. It's no. meant to be sort of epic in that way that Sonic tries to be and then always fails. Yeah, it's not quite right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange thing. It's a strange thing. It doesn't quite nail the landing. That said, I would do want to I do want to just I do want to watch more of it. Yeah. Like it, like it's just odd that it's I mean what the thing that intrigues me about the long term story of that thing is why does Robotnik only exist in one place and they're all there? That's very true. Yeah. Why? What, yeah. What about these other universes? Like, why, I assume, why did why did Eggman only end up in I the mean, first universe they go to, which is New York? Yeah. Um, egg puns. I mean, my assumption would have been that, that somehow the Robotics from all the other universes ended up in this one, but they're not themed like the other universes in any way. None of them does, would does that fit mean there's there. only five other universes? I mean, yes. Five well, I mean, I assume it's going to be like color based. There'll probably be seven, you know, like Chaos Emeralds or whatever. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Maybe we're going to encounter a alternate Eggman. And... Well, yeah, but I mean, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting the bad guy in all the other universes was still going to be another version of Eggman, except for like the twist one where Eggman is a good guy. Mm, yeah. But they didn't do that. They haven't done it. <laughs> no. There's only the, the Chaos Council. Yes. Which seem to be the successful Eggmans. But he he doesn't appear at all in any of the other ones, which is very suspicious. Mm. See where that goes. Mm. And there's no alternate shadows, because Shadow got stuck Shadows in the, in void. A, yeah. Yeah, in the void direction. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to, let's use this time to explain what's going on. Now I'm going to punch you in the face. Season over. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It's a very Yakuza ending, actually. It's <laughs> like, we could just talk this out. Nope, nope, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Sonic Prime.
Uh, I googled the Death Note. It's a se- it is Netflix, but it's a series, and it's uh, the Duffer Brothers. So it's the Stranger Things people. So that ooh, interesting. Could be good. <laughs> could help. Weird. Yeah. I wonder if they'll get Willem Dafoe back. But, but they've Probably. still got a season of Stranger Things to make. Yeah, yeah, but I think they're producing it, so they might not. You know. Okay. Sort of advisory, maybe. Mm, potentially, yeah. But they've got to have something after Stranger Things wraps up. Yeah, sure. The next season's the last one. Yeah. So they say. I think Succession is the this next season, or starting next month, is the last one, I think. So a few things coming Succession. to an end. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, the HBO mm. thing with Brian Cox. If you, yeah. Um, that's pretty good if you haven't seen that. I have not. No. Um, I mean, I should probably watch The Last of Us at some point. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think it's over now, so now I'm going to... Well, no, I'm not sure it is. I, I think, think it is still airing. Oh, is it still going? Yeah. I was going to wait until it's all done. I think it's like know, episode six or seven they're up to now. But, um, right. I hear it's it, really good. Yeah, and there's, it's it, it's done in a way that is supposedly sympathetic to people expecting it to follow the game story, but then they change just enough to keep it interesting. That's good. You know I mean, they've, got, they've managed to strike strike the balance. So I've heard. I don't know if I. It's one of those shows that I actually don't know if I want to watch it because, like, despite the you know the the, the Last of Us story, the story is obviously the strongest element of those games. But like, it's probably yeah. But it's not going to be a happy fun time. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Yeah, it depends what you need, <laughs> what mood you're in. Speaking of weird spin-offs. You see, you, you, do you ever watch the uh, Death in Paradise? No, like that. Uh, no. uh, like no, no, I've probably seen all of it. Like it's that that sort of uh, tropical crime drama that the BBC makes it on uh, yeah. the island of San Marie. Uh, they, they've done a spin-off from that that is in Cornwall. <laughs> it's like let's have let's 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 have, let's have this uh, tropical crime drama, and it's like oh, I know. Like, let's let's actually just go back to one of the detectives that left it but we'll, because they live in Cornwall now so we'll follow Yeah but it. wasn't the whole like I mean the whole point of that thing is that I don't was it like a not spin off but like vague continuation of a thing where it's like because obviously he he's the out of place guy who moves to this tropical sure. paradise at the start yeah was that because it was like following on from another series that was originally just back in the UK again so it's like now we're coming back think so yeah. well, no. I mean if it was I'm not aware of it I mean story wise it is but not maybe the series didn't exist that, yeah, it, yeah. that it theoretically would have been but you know I mean I guess that makes sense and it's also probably cheaper to film <laughs> oh uh, probably yeah I mean it's alright it's a it's, <laughs> it's a, another crime it's, yeah. show it's, a, it's not it's, like it's a, it's a decent enough light hearted crime you know who done it kind of thing but uh, just not just not as unbearable as as going back and watching like NCIS or pretty much anything on Alibi. <laughs> NCIS is a slightly different problem. <laughs> you don't see like repeats of CSI turn up on TV anymore. Like, has something happened? Like, well, maybe maybe people finally got bored of it. Yeah, CSI was so huge though. It's like it just. And that was the problem. Yeah, <laughs> they made too many different versions, and they 
as always, they expended every possible mystery. It's like house. When you've expended every possible weird disease, then you're done. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, we've still got seasons of seasons of that to watch. Never finished it. TV mm. and film. Hey, I was happy that University Challenge had a Scott Pilgrim question the other day. Yeah, I think oh, I really? like heard that while I was making up to you. I was like, oh, I, I could probably answer that question. They had they had a round about uh, Brie Larson. <laughs> right. They were like, uh, like, in what film does she play Envy Adams? And I'm like, that's fucking Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my bro. <laughs> that's why I was happy. That's a sort of segue into games, isn't it? That's a <laughs> yeah, but I guess so. Video games. <laughs> sort of. Woo! <laughs> What's going on games-wise? In news. Uh, in news. Slower week. Unlike, uh, the map, Luckily. The, unlike the news uh, was it torrent we yeah. had last time. Uh, Sony didn't want to be left out of the uh, presentation party, so they did a state of play. Moving on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, there is the, I mean, there's a couple. I mean, they talked about PSVR 2 games a little bit. and uh, Right. On, but honestly, there's no, there wasn't really much of interest there. They had some Street Fighter 6 character reveals, like Zangief, Kami, and newcomer Lily are in there. That game continued to look, continues to look good. Um, uh, but the, big, the, the thing about this state of play is they had a massive segment on... Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Oh, okay. Um, so we now know what that game is. Um, so <laughs> I think it, I think they're desperately trying to not be compared to Square Enix's The Avengers. Is <laughs> right is, is the worry here? So that we okay. I think we talked about the fact they had a leaked screenshot or two um, a month or two ago, where it made it look like it might be a. Um, well, it might be a bit of a loot game, like where you, where you grind, you get weapons, and your power level goes up. And so, this is, are they not more worried about being compared to Gotham Knights? <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, so it is a bit of that, but when they, when you actually see the game, it is a fast-paced traversal shooter. Uh, it's not like not like the Batman games. It's a shooter. You're you're shooting things oh. with guns. There is there are some melee like things, but it seems mostly about the guns, as far as I can tell, and flying through the sky and being crazy acrobatic. Um, okay. To the point where I was getting slight Sunset Overdrive vibes, <laughs> like oh. watching this thing, and it's like it's. I don't think it's what anybody wanted, but also I'm sort of looking at it thinking I don't. This probably looks okay, actually. Mm, okay. I mean, it's uh, the trailer is kind of cut in a sort of like, oh, here's an here's an encounter with a giant enemy cannon artillery battery thing, and we're jumping around shooting these purple dudes. Purple dudes seem mm. to be bad. <laughs> Kill purple dudes, um, uh, and it's sort of cut in a sort of like, oh, we're, here's here's a few shots of okay, gameplay, then cut ahead about a few minutes, and we'll see someone else doing some shooting, and then we'll cut ahead a few. So it's a very like, it's not actually like a a solid flow of gameplay. Unfortunately, it's a sort of super cut. Um, hmm. uh, and it perhaps would have been nice to just let the game breathe a bit and let's see, let's see how this actually is. Uh, but yeah, like because it's so fast paced and because it seems quite uh, acrobatic and positional, and you're so you're dodging around big ass laser shots and things like that. I don't, don't think it looks terrible. 
it just depends how well it scales to like they made a big deal of saying like oh it's a four player co-op shooter but you know it will it will scale just as well to playing solo it's like we've been thinking of that since the start and uh so it should be okay as a as a <laughs> okay they didn't use that phrase it should be okay as a <laughs> game. um uh, I, guess, I guess i guess the thing that's got everybody worried is that it is a loot grind game you know you have to get your power level up to a certain point in order to perhaps take on certain missions it's like if if, like a destiny style i suppose it's like if you haven't got good enough gear you're not you're not going to be able to do this next mission so are you gonna have to go back and replay previous missions to get more stuff and how's that all really really going to play out um will anyone care is my (laughs) is my takeaway from it like have they already pushed too much of the oh is this a live service game button like is it too much down that path they did mention a battle pass. <laughs> okay. but the battle pass apparently only applies to if you really want to do cosmetic stuff to your characters. Like there are no gameplay additions in the battle pass. So that's something, I guess. Oh, and the, any, any cosmetic stuff you do to your character doesn't isn't part of the gear score. So if you want to play dress up. Well, I mean, that's like what the Marvel like, games have always done in the past, isn't it? They, they have ridiculous amounts of cosmetic grind for all mm. the ridiculous, every comic-based costume for every character you could possibly imagine. Mm. We'll just chuck them in there, but then the grind is ridiculous. Yeah. So I think this is going to be that if, you want, if you're into your cosmetics. But if you want actual gameplay stuff, not that bad, which is probably fine. But does anyone want to play it? Does anyone want, does to, want play to play it? that yeah. kind of game yeah. right does, now? Did anyone want Rocksteady to make that sort of game? Yeah. And they're also saying it's a follow-on from the Arkhamverse as well. So they're like it's in the same timeline as the Arkham games. Um, I don't know whether Gotham Knights counts as that. Oh, God. I bet they hope it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and Wonder Woman's in it. As a not converted, so everyone else has been converted, but Wonder Woman hasn't. But not necessarily as a playable character. We don't know. Well, this isn't looking that good for my for my League of Intrigue um, pick. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people. Maybe like it, it might be all right. That's what I say. It's like it's. I think it's really hard to tell from what they're saying. Like, mm. I kind of trust Rocksteady to make a quality product. That's but... the thing. Yeah. I mean, the question mark is just, is it the product we wanted? Like, I don't know. That that was always, you know, that studio that made that was always, you know, not, was the B tier one compared Mm. to, um, so somewhat to be expected, but the actual Rocksteady, like, they haven't done anything in a long time, so. Not since Gotham Knight. Mm. Arkham Knight, sorry, not Gotham Knight. (laughs) Yeah. Gotham Knight singular. Yeah, singular (laughs) Gotham Knight. I mean, maybe everyone left the studio or something, but I, I bet there's still some people uh, around. Yeah, so I think there's been a few, mo- a few hi- uh, like other higher ups have left, um, pushing mm. some of the you know, some of the uh, <laughs> some of their underlings up more into the spotlight. But so uh, um, apparently, like the one of the original founders was on this state of play, and he's not actually part of Rocksteady anymore. He left a few months ago. Um, I see. And so, but he was still doing the promotion tour for this. Video. Hey, I'm the founder of, of Rocks, or one of the co-founders of Rocksteady, and I'm here to promote this game. I'm no longer a part of, <laughs> which you know you might look at as a slight. That's a bit of an oddity, but he would have been <laughs> recorded part, ages ago. Yeah, he would have been a major part of this game's development. Like if he only left a couple couple months ago, so that's probably fair. 
however much a founder of the company is involved in that kind of stuff. Mm. Who knows? But anyway, I think that was that was only the real talking point from that state of play that I think we need to worry about. Um, uh, in other news, legend Shinji Mikami is leaving Tango GameWorks. So uh, you know he's the he's the guy that made Resident Evil what it what, what it is and. Uh, most recently was involved in Hi-Fi Rush and Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, Tango Gameworks cut their teeth on the evil within. Anyway, he's leaving Tango um, and it's sort of suggesting that he might be leaving video games. So that's, <laughs> oh, okay. It's uh, quite extreme. He, he, had, he had noted a few years back that like, oh, I'm going to uh, helm, I, I could helm one more project and he hasn't really helmed either Ghostwire Tokyo or Hi-Fi Rush. He's been there as a sort of uh, you know, uh, taking a slightly more backseat role. So now he's left the thing without fulfilling that. It's like, and he said, you know, said I could helm one more project, and it's like, well, he's out of Tango now. Is he going to actually do anything else? So, well, that might be the end of Shinji Mikami in video games, which is a a bit of a bummer, a bit of a legend. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> Zero Wing has turned up on Steam. <laughs> you know, all your base we get up along to us. <laughs> yeah. Main screen turn on. All Main of that. Turn on. Hilariously, though, the version they put up isn't the version with all the memes in. I mean, what? that's more, more like obviously, because like the version with the memes was a particularly bad version, and obviously you're going to put out the better version. They're the going to re release. Yeah, I mean, the port was fine, but it was the Genesis port yes. that had all the the terrible translations in and the version they've put on steam is the arcade version um which is superior uh, it's a better playing game better looking game um and but the problem the problem everyone has with this is that okay it's zero wing like you like why why have you not put these memes in why why are they not, like, <laughs> because it's just the arcade version it's yeah. not it's not like you put the it's not like they remade the game and they've also it's like just a port and but the the blurb on the on the sales site uh, you know, on the steam page and things like that includes the memes as yeah, well, well as part I of mean, the sales pitch sure. and it's like it's like you've used the memes and they're not even in the game um and so that's got people a little annoyed however in a surprising turn of events bitwave uh, who are the um the the studio behind putting this out um, have said they're actually going to add the meme-filled intro to the game in the in the in the coming weeks. So you will get your wish. <laughs> the memes will be back. The memes will return. That's quite a weird thing to patch in, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could. It's a, it's a weird thing to patch in, but I mean, if they'd fought ahead, it wouldn't have been a weird thing to be a like menu option that you could turn on. No, it's kind of like exactly. it kind of reminds me of the stupid. I mean, it's not the same, but the, when, when Jamestown has the fast toggle, oh right, <laughs> turn on the fast mode, and you get the weird version of the story where it makes even less sense than it already does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fewer things to skip through, right? That's funny. Well, that's not what I said. You said you thought I said fast. I said fast. Oh, fast! Yes, that's what the that's what the toggle in the in Jamestown is called. Oh, yeah, I know. I thought you meant fast mode, like so it shortened all the text no. sequences into something that was like. No, it's always skippable anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, so it made like no. the, the the quantity of it like much more concise. No, it's fast mode. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. But it's, it's particularly funny in that game because the story is already dumb and stupid. Uh, how much worse can it possibly be when you turn it into fast mode? Man, we should play some Jamestown. <laughs> no, all, you, all you had to say was that, that, that named Advertise Rob. Yeah, yeah, Jamestown's a great game. Yeah. A shooter classic. Don't skip. Hidden <laughs> gem. Uh... But yes, that's, that's basically what they're going to put into zeroing is the fast toggle. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably is just going to be like a menu item yeah. that you, you press it and it's like, oh, well, I get to watch the intro that I could have watched on YouTube. It'd be even better if they did kind of like blend it somehow into the arcade versions. But there's nothing, style, there's nothing but... to blend. That was kind of the whole point of that, wasn't it? It's just like everyone was, everyone knows the well, everyone of a certain age knows all these memes from this game. Except that is literally just the intro of the game, and then it's just a normal game after that. Yeah, I don't know if there's any more cutscenes past the intro. I don't even know if there's an ending cutscene. I don't think I've, I have played it, but I don't think I've played enough of it to know. Well, no, I mean, it's an old school shooter. Probably quite difficult to get through because it was an arcade game. Mm. <laughs> that is true. Zero wing, get hype. Um, uh, so we need to talk about Atomic Heart. Uh, I guess we, no, we don't, we don't, need, we don't, to, we don't need to. We don't need to, but yeah, it's okay. news. I guess it's news. Yeah. So uh, Atomic Heart is out. It's doing well on Game Pass. Um, it's reviewing <laughs> relatively poorly. Yeah. I say relatively poorly. It's reviewing okay. It's like in the it's in the high seventies. Not good for my fantasy league team. Um, uh, so it's doing well despite being uh, having quite having a fair amount of controversy around it. Um, the the big one, obviously, being like, is is the game actually tied to the Russian government in some way? Um, mm. uh, oh God, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got it's got it's. Its investors are Russian, and they supposedly had a hand on the game's creation. It's uh, some of its messaging in the game can be seen as pro-Russian. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have expected that from just the concept of the world of that game yeah. on some level. The, de- the development house was originally Russian, but apparently moved out of Russia and are like Ukraine, like Ukrainian-based, which is interesting. That, that's yeah. a hell of a move. Yeah. Uh, there's one of the uh, there's a couple of characters in it that are supposedly modelled after that well that have a bit of a resemblance to the female leader of a Ukrainian political party, and yet these robots are sort of potentially sex slaves. I don't know in the game. I don't know. Like I haven't played it. What? I, can't, I can't. I can't. I can't make a judgment on that. But um, the re- the resemblance there is is, is smiling people, <laughs> and it's like yeah, sure. If you look at the pictures, you can sort of see it. Um, have you TF, mate? Yeah, so there's there's a whole bunch of like, of slightly dubious stuff around this game, um, to the point where poor old Mick Gordon can't catch a break um, <laughs> because he's roped in because he's the he was the music designer for this. Um, uh, so coming off the back of the, all the stuff with Id and Doom Eternal and all that stuff, he man needs to get paid, but he's decided to donate his fee to the Red Cross to. Um, sort of in oh, okay. as a as a sort of like hey look I know this <laughs> I've somehow got involved in another problem um, uh, I need to I need to make this right <laughs> so uh, I don't know further making Mick Gordon a bit of a legend in my head um, oh yeah for sure 
I bet me still wants to play this game though. It looks it does it does <laughs> well, look, it's on game files. It, 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 it does look fun. <laughs> but yeah. Uh if the Russian government are stealing my details, it's like and, and it's they've already, they've already got it. Like, just get them off game files. No problem. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Anywho. I felt like this one, I wasn't really paying attention, but we haven't talked about Atomic Heart before, have we, until it came Apart out? Apart from the trailers, yeah, which, the tra- were weird, trailer, which we, was weird, which was why we talked about we, them. Yeah, we, we, I think we mentioned it when it first got announced. Well, not, not when it first got announced, somewhere in the middle of its development cycle where it had a crazy Eurobeat trailer that yeah. was just mental. And mm. and the, some of the more, more recent trailers have, have really have a bizarre... I mean, it's Mick Gordon all over. Like, it's got a really bizarre and interesting audio scape to it, and it's I'm 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 into it big time. But also, the gameplay just looks like a like a mad Doom, like just just mental shooter. Although people are calling it the Russian Bioshock, so you know maybe it's got other oh really like elements to it that I'm not aware of. Um, yeah, it's kind of a it's a relatively high profile release, relatively. Like yeah, people like, are talking about it. Yeah. Mm. It's sort of on a Wolfenstein level. Let's call it that. <coughs> Speaking of things that have just come out into controversy, the early access version of Kill Space Program 2 has oh, just yeah. come out. And oh, yeah. Getting thoroughly shit on. Oh, is it really? Well, but like. The, like how early are we talking early access? Well, is the figure. So, this is the, the thing about it. So, I mean, currently the reviews on Steam are mixed and mixed in the very literal sense of the term, exactly 50 50 oh, currently. Interesting. Which is real bad for a new game on Steam. But the problem is like. Well, I mean, it's sort of a, a combination of problems that have made the perception real bad is that. It's gone into early access, and I mean, it runs incredibly badly. <laughs> and like, you know, the developers made big claims about, "Oh, we're going to fix the physics engine. It's going to, we're going to kill the kraken," which was the what everyone called the physics glitching out and blowing oh, everything it, up. It suddenly just goes. Yeah, oh. it's the kraken killing <laughs> in the things. original game. In the original mean, game, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to we're going to kill the kraken. It's going to be so great." And then, like, you look at this, and that, and look at what they've just put out. And it's like this is. Possibly actually even worse than the original oh, conversation. No. <laughs> oh, boy. It doesn't seem That's to have improved much at all. Thing, right? and, and, like, because it's seemingly very early access, it basically doesn't have... It doesn't even have the stuff that was in Kerbal Space Program 1 at the end. Like, it, like currently, it's literally only sandbox mode. There's no... Sure. None of the career, none of the science... I mean, that's to be expected, I guess. Kind of, yeah. but, like, so, career mode and science mode in Kerbal Space Program 1 was so simple that it's, like... They, it's basically a menu. It's, like, it's not even really, like, extra gameplay. Mm. It's just, like, detecting where your ships are, and that's all you need for career mode, basically. Yeah. I don't know that we can fault them for that. I'd rather know. Kind of. Are. But then the problem with that is, like, you say, like, oh, it's, it's only just coming to early access, so obviously it's going to be lacking all this content. But they have technically had, like, a whole three extra years since they first announced they were going to release it. Because it it was meant to come out in 2020, and sure. obviously at the time yeah. we were like, "That's never going to happen." Mm. But then it's like it's been three years since then, and then this is what they put out into the start into the start of their early yeah. access. You think they needed to get a handle on and also before they would show the public? Yes, right? and also they're charging fifty dollars for it. Oof! In early access, with Oof. the expectation that the price is probably going to go up. That's rough. Uh, <laughs> yeesh. 
But yes, I think like the main problem at the moment is like the performance is just absolutely goddamn terrible. Like w- the controversy that happened slightly before the early access release was they released a like here's the minimum and recommended specs for what you're going to need when we release the early access version of Kerbal, and it was like like the recommended was pretty much top tier current card graphics cards, Oof. and it's like okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a, I can understand there's probably a whole bunch of physics they need to yes. work. And if, and if their engine is actually better, then okay. <laughs> you, could per, you could perhaps understand why it would need more juice. But, it, but, I mean, the thing is, like, from what I've seen of videos of it and people talking about it, it seems like it's not really the physics that... Well, it's not. I don't think it's actually the physics that is the problem. I think it's the graphics and some like calculation stuff which i wouldn't necessarily call physics mm-hmm. like so people have people are talking about how like looking in different directions has a significant effect on the frame rate oh, so that's obviously well, just okay. graphics yeah. but then it, when they're talking about things that are making the game run badly on well, the on the if we say it's just graphics unless it's one of those things where it's not simulating things the same way if they're on screen compared mm, to off screen i suppose which you know but, that, but so there's nothing else to simulate because it's when it's like you're when you're looking at the planet that's not really simulating anything it's just another no, view of not. your ship in theory should only be concerned about your craft yeah right? at all times yeah and then the other thing that was supposedly at the moment is real bad for the and the developers have confirmed this sort of as a the current bug they're working on type thing is that like if you have multiple engines drawing fuel from one tank for some reason the calculation is excessively heavy and it's like that doesn't like how how is that a problem at this point in this game's development surely that should have been a really fundamental yeah a fundamental part of rocket fuel management systems Mm. is multiple engines drawing from one tank and theoretically like if you go back to original curve space program one of the things that always made that run badly and continued to make that run badly all the way through like it was a thing that never got fixed was like fuel cross feed like if you use the fuel pipes to transfer fuel between tanks and then like the engines were drawing the fuel from you know outer tanks inwards or whatever that calculation was always bad Hmm. even back in Kerbal Space Dragon 1 but then it's like so you haven't fixed even that bug apparently (laughs) is it the same code yeah but yeah, people are not happy <laughs> currently. I was, I was seriously, before, slightly before it came out, I was considering like bidding like one dollar on it for the league. But there's absolutely no chance that game's going to come out this year. No. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've seen it. Yep. You need a few more years. Give it another three years. Yeah, at least. Because I mean, they haven't. I mean, even... It's probably got to the point where the pub. It's probably come out now because the publishers lost patience. Well, yes. So. I mean, that's what everyone is also assuming. Also, you know, end of February release. Because what is it? Because you know what that means. The end of financial year. Oh yeah, approaching. Because <laughs> yeah. what is it? Two K. That's yes. It's running this. Yes. No. Take two. The other one. Take two. <laughs> you get that mixed up very easily. Yeah, you're right. I forget. I forget which one. Take. But take two. Own two K. Is that how that works? Is it that way around? I don't remember that part. But it, yeah, this is a sub-studio yeah. under Take-Two. Okay. Oh, because it's not original Monkey Squad, is it? No, it's, it's it, whole... the, the IP got sold off or whatever. So it's a whole different crew? Well, there might be like one or two, okay. and maybe some of the modders from KSP1 got employed into this as well. But uh, That would make sense, yeah. But yes, it's kind of 
worrying that they've like after three more years three theoretical more years than they originally had mm. it still doesn't seem to have gone very far and it makes it, you wonder that this this new team are clearly struggling with like if it is a completely new team like this make this feels a whole lot more believable right that they're yeah. struggling with problems that they perhaps you know the older team will have a much better comprehension of yeah, and, and I mean, probably like, know where their old code was bad at it, and you know sure. they, they'd, they'd have constructed a better idea for for version two. But like this, if they've swapped to a whole other team, it's like it's another team start trying to understand what was happened before, which is a flawed process. It can help, but well, it's going to be not as good as knowing from the originals. But like we, just, I guess we just don't know how much of the original code they're even looking at or using. Right, like because yeah. like at what they at one point they did claim they were going to like redo the entire physics engine themselves to like not because Kerbal Space Program One used like Unity and it used like Unity's own physics engine. They didn't really they worked uh, on it, but it was built on the Unity physics uh, engine. Okay. Whereas in this one, they claimed that they were going to write their own thing from scratch, but you know, doesn't look like they did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or at least not yet but yes it's it's good good luck getting more than 15 frames per second most of the time mm. <laughs> i actually wonder if they could have are havoc still around like like could they have partnered with someone like that to like to make it build a really solid physics engine well yeah i mean physics engines have just like has anyone made one <laughs> recently ever <laughs> The ones that exist have presumably continued to have been worked on, like Havoc, presumably. Yeah, and whatever's powering Unreal Five, I guess. Yeah, it's probably it's probably got some of its own tricks. But is a physics engine even a thing, really, in modern game engines mm. any longer? Like a separate it's thing that you can in- plug in? Integral now, yeah, yeah. So what question. happened to like their emotions stuff? Did that get like just folded into the Rockstar games? That mm. was in various games that middleware because it was in those Star Wars games, wasn't it? You know, all that the you know the people grabbing onto things yeah. and stuff with oh, those skeletons. What you mean from like Unleashed or like Force yeah. Unleashed and that stuff? Force Unleashed had it, and where the stormtroopers would like grab onto things <laughs> as they were being thrown around with the Force, and ah. then Grand Theft Auto Four had it, right? Where people would yeah, that was where it started, right? Yeah, but I think they were around the same time, those two games. Um, um, interesting. Uh, but I don't know what happened. And I don't know if that is just in those engines now, but you don't hear about that, similar to Havoc Physics, you know. That middleware just got absorbed somewhere. Or, but mm. I don't see that behavior from those from that. I think they, there's a bit of in, that in, in many games. Grand Theft Auto Five. It's not yeah, nearly it's as pronounced down as four. compared to four. Yeah, <laughs> I think they, maybe it's there now in oh, modern it's, games. It's, it's probably just, just toned down. I mean, in, yeah, for Rockstar, that's probably just an evolution of whatever they were using, right? It'll be, yeah. But I think it was like a licensed middleware because I think it was the same tech as was in the Force Unleashed. Yeah, whatever. I think so. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, they licensed it out, but GTA Five presumably has whatever Emotion Two or something under the hood. Or yeah, presumably some in-house. Uh, euphoria, sorry, euphoria. euphoria. Sorry. Yeah, emo- Get it right. Oh, I was getting a bit confused because emotion was the graphics engine behind PS2. Behind uh, PS2, yeah. Or it was one of the chips in the PS2, something like that. The emotion engine. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Couple space program two. <laughs> yep. Potentially a mess. 
kind of what we had expected. <laughs> well, kind of what we expected three years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, this is yeah. what definitely what I would have imagined would have come out in 2020 if they had put yeah. it out then. But somehow, three years later, it's still that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe COVID really messed them up. Well, I mean, yes, but that's, you know. And maybe it's only been like one active year. Too much of an excuse at this point. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, they, if it still sucks, it sucks. Yeah. That's a shame. I mean, maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe they'll No Man's Sky this thing. Well, I mean, that, several people have been saying that. Yeah. It's like, maybe this will be a No Man's Sky situation. <laughs> I mean, No Man's Sky is getting another massive update. Yes, soon. it just has. Oh, has it come out? Yeah. Okay. I've got yeah. another goddamn seven gigabyte patch sitting there waiting to probably yeah. not be installed. I might have, I might have another, a little look because apparently it's got a it's a bit of a graphics overhaul again. Mm. Um, and there's some some HDR fixes and things like that, which will look nice on the Xbox. No Man's Sky is an interesting thing to look back on now because it's it really like is. what did they do? Maybe it was all on purpose. Obviously, they overhyped it in the beginning, but they're, oh, yeah. they're still there and they still exist. As a, they didn't go bust. So and and so maybe it, you know it could have been a Machiavellian mastermind plan to piss I don't everyone think so. off. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe yeah, because because if they over they overhyped it and it sold incredibly well based on the bad hype, but then when they yeah. actually checked the boxes, people that owned the game were tempted enough to return to it and be like, yeah. "Is this good now?" And it turns out it was, which causes a wave of sales. Yeah. It's like, if because you look they, at because it Because they've totality, technically ticked every single box now that they had, yes. origi- had originally and, planned. And they ended up making money. So it's like, it's actually overall a win. It's like, is it yeah. worth, did they deliberately piss everyone off? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it worked, whatever they so. did. I, I, I mean, so. I, I really hope that's not, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> I really but, hope not. But, but if it was, Maybe I it mean, was. Regardless, it worked out in the end. Mm. Like, a, well, they made so, it. They, they, you know, it took them. Was it? Was it three or four years after it came out? It finally got yeah. to the point where they had fulfilled every promise. Yeah, but if you if you looked was, at those promises and the size of the studio, that is exactly what you would expect. But like, if they had been completely honest, would they have been able to get to this point? Yeah, would it have, would it have had that, that initial hype? Would it have had all this yeah. coverage? Well, I mean, the other thing that like would no man's lie be, have been a thing? <laughs> when you say yeah. that like they hyped it up and then made sales, they also made a lot of refunds. This was like, oh yeah, this was a sure. probably one of the earliest examples of a game that got refunded a lot on steam just because that system had just started becoming yeah. like more functional and it was yeah it, to its credit it didn't it, i don't think it got to the point where like it got pulled from stores though no right? like not like some big it, it at least functioned right as a game yeah out of the gate i mean yeah. that was that's sort of the thing about what if we were think people at the time it's not like sorts. PlayStation pulling Cyberpunk. No. Yeah, it wasn't as broken as Cyberpunk. Like, like people shortly didn't... after No Man's Sky coming out would say, like, oh, this w- if if this had been labelled as early access, it probably would have been fine. Yeah. But that wasn't really so much of a thing at the time. Yeah, that's the thing. Seven years ago, yeah, no, I think early access would have been I mean, it, it was yeah. a thing, but it wasn't so much. Of, it, it wasn't automatically assumed that everything was going to be early access. But yeah. then that compares back to the Kerbal Space also, Program 2 situation, where it's just like... Also, Sony wouldn't have wanted that, right? Well, they sure, put yes. a big marketing budget behind No Man's Sky. Yes. And they didn't. Yeah. They and, and they don't have an early access system, or they I, didn't then. I'm still not sure they have an early access system on PlayStation. Or at least right. not an official one. I yeah. think games can launch in that state, but it's just, as far as PlayStation are concerned, it's a game. But so yes. that's the thing. If they'd done it properly, made it early access, not had all that hype and budget, would we be here would today? Would we have cared that much? No well, they could still have the hype. Yeah. 
it would have just been a, been coming out in early access and then people would have been saying, oh, you have to wait for all the actual stuff to get put in. I still Maybe. think I'm playing that game wrong. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm perennially not doing something right. You know? like, I feel I'm possibly playing it in the most inefficient way. I think. Anyway, that game's, that game's rad. It's cool now. I want to see what it looks like when Fractal, you know, I want to download Fractal onto the Xbox, see what it looks like. Mm. At some point, I should really see if I can... I don't know if the Windows Store version is VR happy. I've had bad luck getting Windows... I've had bad luck with Windows Store recently, like, in Again. general. Um, actually being able to get anything to work on it. Um, so, if I could get the Windows Game Pass version of it running, I should probably check out the VR stuff, now that they've done a whole bunch more work on VR. I should see what that looks like. It probably looks pretty cool. Probably. Pretty cool. Uh, final bit of news then, I guess. Yep. Um, Xbox have confirmed that the data they have surrounding Game Pass does seem to suggest, in a sort of no-duh kind of way, that titles that end up on Game Pass do cannibalise their sales. They're straight up sales of games. What a surprise! Okay. Yeah, I mean, of course it does. <laughs> like, if people have Game Pass and they're playing the game on Game Pass, like, what is it's going to lower yeah. the probability that they buy a copy of the game? Surely. Yeah. Um, I think the um, the I mean that that hasn't always been true. Like Phil Spencer back in 2018 was was claiming that that's not been the case when Game Pass was I don't know I guess fairly early in its. And it's um, they were saying that like actually, get titles we put on Game Pass seem to show a above uh, expected performance in terms of sales as well. But I guess as more people end up on Game Pass, the more they realise they don't have to buy games, or the word has spread enough that that is now starting to impact sales. Because um, mm. you know. It, it makes me play more of those games, don't get me wrong, um, but I don't know. I, I, I guess that doesn't result in more remuneration for the actual studios. They prob- well, they've, probably, they've probably cut a deal with Microsoft for a fixed amount. Like, who knows how, that's, how that stuff works? Yes, but. that is the actual question. It's like, what is the actual payment system between Xbox and, the, and those game makers? Yeah, there were rumours at one point. I remember, it was several years ago now, but they were talking about, like, like there's potentially a system whereby like they they knew who had launched a game and for how long and so they would pay a certain amount of the game pass fees based on their deal with that developer right. and they would pass it on to them but um the thing with like games of gold and ps plus uh it's like that historically always used to be we'll pay you a fixed amount to put that on ps plus or games of gold um i mean i'm talking old ps plus not whatever the new damn service is with it's the playstation catalog or uh, yeah, so they pay a fixed amount to end up there. Things like Rocket League, for instance, they'd be like, "Oh, here, have a have a few million, and we'll we'll put it on PS Plus um, for free for everyone that has PS Plus." Yeah, so who knows how that works? Anyway, that's that's what the data is saying. Like what what that I guess that now that that's known, that may impact what studios choose to be a part of Game Pass, or whether they go mm. seeking a Game Pass deal, or whether they agree to Microsoft reaching out for a Game Pass deal. Um, it's still, I mean, it's still a pretty new service, you could argue. It's still kind of feeling their way as to how these services are going to function, but uh, it still feels like the future to me every time I something turns up on Game Pass and I'm like, hell yeah! It's 
especially high fry, high fly rush of late. Of late, it's just like, oh, good god, yes. I'm so happy I'm a subscriber to this service. Does not make me want to subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Although I hear that Game Boy Advance like emulation is tight. Well, that's not not difficult. Yeah, we've had VBA yeah. for like twenty five years it's or something been, at this been, point. It's been pretty solid for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to know that Nintendo haven't cocked it up in some way. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> like they did with the N sixty four. Exactly. Apparently, it's even like like proper integer scaling, and they haven't even allowed it to be like some weird like shimmery scale like it no no we're, we're integer scaling at all times they're not using any super eagle or any bullshit no, no, none of that no 2x psi yep. and that's the news that's all i got yeah. that's the news cool uh well it's time for what you've been playing what have you been playing uh zag <laughs> that, that is his name <laughs> yes, we, I mean, we didn't get much time to talk about what we played, what we had been playing last time. But you know, as I said at the time, no, I haven't been playing much new, and I, I guess I've played a couple of technically new things for a very short period of time. Uh, but to talk about the old things briefly first, I finally, after this much time, got the achievement in Deep Rock for getting all the classes to gold. Holy shit! Okay. <laughs> So I'm finally done with that. And the funny thing about that is that's that's the last achievement, but that's not even that's more or less halfway through the promotions that you can possibly get. Wow. Like there's two tiers beyond gold. That's madness. And each, you know, as we've previously mentioned, each tier is three individual tiers, like gold one, two, and three, and then six more after that. But there's no more achievements, so I don't have to worry about that any longer. <laughs> As much as you, you worry about it, no. Yeah. I can play whatever class I want again. Hooray. I, I will come back to Dirk, don't worry. I hope it's, so. it's, it's, it's just been slightly... Yes. I, I don't know how to plan my time anymore. Well, yes, I mean, a Dirk mission is very much a, like, 45-minute commitment. Yeah. I, I, I just haven't quite got a handle, because I know the Cambridge crew were playing Deep Rock the other night, and, oh. I, and, like, and I was like, oh, man, I want in, but... But you can't. <laughs> there's, there's a there's a guilt factor to recording this right now. Right. right now, I've got a child. There's a certain bit in the back of my head that's going. This is quite unfair to know. <laughs> um, but well, you have to have a division of labour at a certain point. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But 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 you know, it is it is weighted towards the mother at the best of times. So it's, it's only natural. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's guide to parenting. <laughs> Speaking of 45 minutes of Deep Rock, mm. I, another achievement I still don't have is beating a deep dive in under 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the funny thing was, like, I for the first time in a while, I actually tried. Like, I was like, I'm going to do this deep dive with the intention of doing it fast. Speed run it, yeah. Actually try and get it under 45 minutes. And it gave me possibly the, like, least possibly fast missions ever. Mm. Like, it was like a goddamn... It was like an elimination mission with the ghost and then like an industrial sabotage. <laughs> I was oh, like, right, yeah. this is not going to be fast. Pipeline one? 
Yeah, and a pipeline oh, one. God, yeah, it it was pipeline. all three of the slowest possible mission types. And but like even with that situation, I still got it. I still managed to finish that in like forty eight minutes. Ooh. So I was like, well, that was next time I get a favorable set of missions, I probably will be able to get that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, I'm so hyped for the board game. I can't wait for it to arrive now because like I. <coughs> Apparently, it's still in Germany. Oh, they're, right. They're, they're having serious logistic issues. Mm. Like, and, and that's not just in Europe. Apparently, America is and FedEx are sucking as well. So, like, everyone's, right. everyone's angry on the forum <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> um, but the people that have got the game have said it's rad. And that, that did that stopped, like, I couldn't help myself. I ended up watching another sort of, like... Unboxing. And Well, a playthrough. Oh, right. Like, a, like here's, here's a mission, like, start to finish. Um, that game just looks fun. Sure. I'm hyped. <laughs> Maybe we'll hear about it. Maybe. In a, this year. <laughs> so this year, I would hope so. Yeah, let's just say this year at this point. <laughs> but yeah, and I've also I'm also done with the season three grind. I've been done with oh, that okay. for like a week or whatever, week and a half. So I don't even need to worry about that any longer. When's season four coming? <laughs> April, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think they. It feels like an April. Well, they haven't said anything as far as I know. And there haven't been any mm. like previews like they did with season three. Mm. Start uploading some JPEGs that sure. have that have various hints yeah. in it. And then, I mean, just this week there was another patch that now people are. Some people are annoyed about because it fixed a bug where you could basically reset the the weekly core hunt. To get the overclock cores. Oh, so you could do it more than weekly. Yes, it, it was. It was in a way. It was a kind of like a bug that almost seemed like it was maybe how the game should have worked, which or not necessarily should have worked, but the the reward of being able to do the core grind again made sense because what would happen is if you if you completed the core grind for the week. And then got did a promotion assignment. For some reason, that would just reset the core the core hunt, so you could do the core hunt again after you'd done a promotion. Mm. Which you know, promotions don't give you anything. In fact, they literally just cost you resources. <laughs> so it, there's no like reward for getting to promotion. It's like literally an anti reward. <laughs> so the fact that it caused this weird bug that would reset the core grind was like that's the reward of promotions. If you set it up right, if you make sure you finish the core hunt, then do the promotion, then do another uh, core hunt. That's, so it wasn't super exploitable anyway. No, not super exploitable. But yeah, some people are annoyed about that. Yeah. But they're like... I mean, in some ways, it does suck for a new player to try and get into the cores because it takes a yeah, lot. It, takes a, it takes a long time to even get to the cores. Just the first promotion doesn't isn't a short thing. Yeah, and to, I've only done that with two characters. And right? then to have to actually grind out the cores and hope that you can get the one for the gun that you for the specific gun it takes a while that yeah. you actually want. So yeah, I mean that does kind of suck. But you know that's that's always been the case. I the, that that whole system has always felt like it should give you slightly more control, maybe, or just like. But that's sort of what those like multi-pick. Well, yeah, I mean the randomizers. So are. the multi-pick on the machine events always existed. Mm. Well, since I played, and that so that always gives you an option between two different weapon overclocks for two different classes and, and one cosmetic, cosmetic for a different class, and so that's some control 
I mean, but the, obviously, as more guns have been introduced, that only makes that random worse. Mm. Like, even picking the class is not going to guarantee that you can even use that I because see, it's yeah, like yeah. you've so got be different weapons have, to unlock. Yeah, it might be a gun you haven't unlocked yet. And then, and then they did add that other optional on the forge mastery, when every every time you forge five things, you get the extra core, and that they they added the ability to pick which class you get that bonus for. Except that one's always cosmetic, I think, or maybe it's not. I don't know. I guess I finished all the weapon overclocks before I really got much forge mastery to be able to notice oh, what I, I was getting from that. Mm. And then obviously you got the weekly core hunt, the deep dives. So that's like theoretically if you can do the elite deep dive, that adds another three as well. So that's oh, okay. like theoretically that's nine cores a week. Yeah. That's pretty decent. But you know, it's it is it's not fast. But a lot of things in that game are not fast. Like the season sure. progress, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very not fast. It's just the trouble with it is because it is <laughs> Because it is the gameplay affecting unlocks, not the cosmetic unlocks. Like people wouldn't care if it was just the cosmetic stuff. It's just the fact that it is the overclocks for the guns that kind of make that game interesting. Like I, when I've played with people who are coming from the start, not just Rob, but when it's like, oh, you have to grind through, up, grind through your first promotion, and your guns are going to be shit, basically. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean uh, they don't make a huge difference i don't think so it's not the baseline stuff the over well no that's what i mean it's like the all these all the little normal upgrades are going to make not a super large amount of difference the gun is always going to be like this and if it's not and some of those guns aren't great by default but then like you overclock them into something weird well yeah and then when you get the overclock and you can actually make a build it's like holy shit this gun is actually useful Like, I, when I first unlocked, I think the first gun I unlocked was, like, the M1000, and I didn't like it at all in its base form. And then as soon as... What was that? Is that the one that's a bit like the Garrett? Yeah, the rifle. The Ting? Yes, the Ting. But as soon as I got overclocks for that and went back and actually convinced myself to go back because I hadn't used it forever, I was like, let's go back and actually make a build using the overclocks. It's like, oh, this gun is actually usable. Mm. <laughs> <coughs> so, yeah. I don't know if they if I don't know if the community outcry about that patch is going to make them have a reconsideration about I want the to, unlock speed or whatever. I want more overclocks for more things. Well, sure, everyone wants that. Let's, let's overclock the gun, the grenades. Come on, uh, yeah, I was kind of disappointed when season three came around. They're like, "Here's your new grenades, but not overclocks for grenades." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overclocks wow. for grenades could be wild. And when are we going to get flare upgrades? <laughs> right. As the dwarves always say, yeah, when you're yeah. chucking flares around. <laughs> Because they're on the upgrade screen. And and there were upgrades for flares in one of the very early versions, which is why they exist on that screen. Oh, right, like in an an early access build or something. Yeah, or or one of the early years before we got involved. Oh, I see. In, like, year three. So, yeah, you know, there's options to add more shit, and I hope they do. Season four. Well, yeah. What will be the major upgrade for season four? That's the question. I mean, the, the good thing about Deep Rock is, is really, it's, it, and I mentioned this many times before, it's one of those games that can only really benefit from having more. Yeah. <laughs> like, just more of it and more stuff and more random. That game gets better. Yes. And that's why we were always hoping where it's just like, 
don't take the robots out entirely. No. You, you put all this work into adding this whole new mission type and all these new enemies. Don't just remove them. No, they need to, they need to still be hanging about. Don't, uh, yeah, I don't want them to pull a full-on Fortnite foot on us and like, or Destiny and actually start cutting content over time. Like, just because it fits the season. It's like, no, keep that stuff, keep everything about at all times. Yeah. I mean, it might, it's, you know, at a certain point you're... Smash Brothers, all items on, go. <laughs> at a certain point you're going to be hamstrung by the law, where it's just like... Who cares? <laughs> well, sure, but like, I mean, there's ways around that. You could just be like, this is a... Just make it a, a weird, like, historic mission types where you can still do them, but maybe they I mean, that's don't a, contribute as much or something. But that's a pretty good idea. Go sepia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not necessarily saying you have to have a sepia filter over everything, no, but just, that would just, be funny just, as well. Just over the, like, loading. Well, yeah, sure. Or like a, a like a toggle on the map where you can be like turn it into old into historic mode oh, <laughs> and right, then it goes brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. So yeah, that's the rock. Um, and and, and, the, and some of the music turns into honky tonk. You know? Yeah, probably. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, I play a whole ton mainly of of Captain of Industry still. I'm still deep in the process of, like, all of my mines are now, like, ground level, so I'm having to build retaining walls and everything. But I've, I feel like I'm I'm much more... I've basically finally got around to upgrading sort of the basics, like, construction components. Like, I finally got around to making a new factory to make those, which then makes just building more stuff quicker and much easier. Okay. So I can just, like... I can just much more easily just throw down these retaining walls all over the place, although the, those don't use construction parts, they use concrete. But I, that was part... Concrete is also in construction parts, so that was kind of inherently upgraded as well in this process. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, there's not much else to say on that in terms of technological process progress in this save. I have I've like done all the research I can, but I'm still not using all the current research i guess i would say like i've unlocked it all but i'm not necessarily using all of that tech level yet right and you i presumably you need to use it in order to get enough stuff to progress to the next tech yeah level? like the next upgrade to the labs is going to need like microchips or whatever so i need to get into the whole microchip making process okay which is like you need gold mining and so that's one of the that's sort of why i haven't done that yet because it's one another one of those like big steps where it's like you need to do a whole lot of shit at once to mm. do anything beyond this point <laughs> But mainly, I've just been doing a whole bunch of terraforming in, in preparation. Where it's like, oh, I've, I've I've leveled out this corner of my coastline and made it the oil factory. That was, and then once that was done, I was like, where am I going to terraform next? And then it's like, oh, I could do this bit of coast over near the town, and that's going to be the nuclear power plant at some point, <laughs> which you do unlock before you get microchips. It's like it's quite an old school nuclear power plant, apparently. <laughs> but yes, I've been thinking about that, and then. then I still have disagreements with the way the the terraforming works, specifically to do with like landfill, as in like trash, like the garbage that comes out of a town. Okay. Because so the the town makes a certain amount of trash output dependent on its population, and then depending on what like recycling modules you have attached to the town that like reduces the amount of actual garbage garbage and moves it into recyclables so you can like reclaim 
It's basically only if you're feeding in a product, then you need the recycling output for that product, essentially. So once you build the furniture module that gives the town furnishings, then you have the recycling for that that gets you a refund of some of the glass and steel that you use to make the furniture, essentially. I see. But then, so uh, the one exception to that kind of is biomass. So that, that reclaims basically some of the food except not really because it's not related to food directly it's just population but it re- it reduces the amount of trash it's making to give you a little bit of biomass but the thing about this is the whole problem with this is that like the garbage is basically free landfill infinite free landfill because the town just makes it continuously and then you can just dump it to make new land <laughs> so in some ways you always don't want to reduce the amount of trash the town is making because it's just giving you free terrain wait, oh wait so <laughs> wait 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 so are you like an island and it's yes like, you're an island okay and you're putting the trash in the sea in the sea to but make the... new land to build on okay and the thing so great, great message yes yeah, so it is <laughs> but the thing about it is like i don't necessarily mind that so much except for it being this weird infinite thing which is weird and but also like it doesn't have any implications of like dumping it into the environment doesn't have any implications at all like there's no pollution from that (laughs) as soon as you dump it into the ground it's basically just like it was just gravel (laughs) it doesn't the game doesn't care at all and you don't even have to like The way I've been doing it, because I'm the kind of person who would do this, I've been like, I'm going to make the layer of trash and then I'm going to cap it with a layer of rock and then the dirt on top to make it look like grass again. It's like, (laughs) I'm doing it in a semi-realistic way that you don't have to at all. You just build directly on top of the trash pile. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, like... And after millions of years, you'll have crushed all this trash there. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, yes. I mean, in some ways, it, it theoretically makes sense. Kind of. It just doesn't much make sense for gameplay. I mean, there, there could be options for them to implement something gameplay related. Like, if you if you could make like make it so if you dump it directly onto terrain, it causes pollution. But if you put like a layer of liner or something, you can prevent that from happening. Mm. Or, and then maybe make it so if you cover it over, and then you can cap it to catch a natural gas or something coming out of the landfill. That would sort of make sense as well. Maybe not for the idea of just making new terrain to put buildings on. Hmm. But then that also leads into the other thing that I've always thought about, like the fact that you can just build these buildings anywhere and there's no, like, there should be a way to dump concrete into the world as a hard surface so that you can, you know, put your buildings on a proper hard surface. And then there's obviously a way that they can implement that that makes sense for the gameplay. The the fact that all the buildings require maintenance as a resource, you just make it so if you're building on concrete, the maintenance goes down. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It would in, it would like incentivize you to actually manage that layer. Mm. So yeah, I mean they they could do something like that, and I think they should. But I don't know about the garbage problem. It's just a <laughs> it's just a weird quirk of that system where it's like you could incinerate this all but then you're just wasting all this free space <laughs> yeah and making air pollution at the same time which is actually bad yeah it's actually less polluting than dump it into the sea than dumping it into the <laughs> fill the seas 
So yes, that's block the rivers. That's Captain Finstry. Um oh, man, speaking of landfill, I, I, there's a story on Reddit today where a guy who presumably works in a landfill found an entire pallet of sealed magic cards. What? <laughs> oh, it's like it's like holy shit. Oh baby, literal fortune, like uh, struck gold, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And people are like, what? Uh, uh, some people are like, what could be wrong with them? Maybe well, yeah, like, like how did they unide- end up? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some unidentified chemical all over them or something. <laughs> I don't know. Covered but, in anthrax. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it's just covered in anthrax. Maybe it was a, a, like a huge haul of like counterfeit goods, actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe I they're mean, not what, real. What, it could be. I mean, the speculation that I the, in the thread that looked look the most legit was like someone said worked in shipping or whatever and was like probably a forklift bashed into the pallet or whatever and the whole thing got written off or whatever. Right. So um, like, even though most of the cards will be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see that. It's probably easier just yeah. to say like this unit is dead. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. Dude. <laughs> Brother was telling me, like, if you manage to find like a sealed pack, you know, those boxes of booster packs, if you yeah, manage to yeah. find one of those for like when we were playing Magic, like Tempest and Stronghold, that kind of era. Yeah, like they're uh, worth like eight hundred quid now. Well, of course, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. So there's basically a twenty year, uh, like hundred percent. Like, it's like twenty year for like a thousand percent gain in investment or something. <laughs> yeah, I think, is it expen- It must be exponential going back in time because we were probably yeah, yeah. four years after it. It started in like ninety four. We were probably playing it in ninety eight or something, right? Or, or seven, yeah, something like that. Well, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I, I think we. I think the first cards I had were fourth edition. Sure. Oh, I didn't, I, yeah, that was earlier than I played. I think I was in uh, fifth, fifth, maybe fifth edition, fifth, fifth yeah. Tempest and Stronghold. Were my, yeah. were my, was my was my time. Yeah, but even that, like, obviously, if you had, like, what was the what was the um, the wintry one where you had like snow covered? Oh god, yeah, yeah. I had those like early ones. Ice Age. It was called Ice Age. I had some Ice Age cards, uh, but yeah, the super early stuff. It's like because it's like I don't know that that really did spawn a whole genre of CCGs because they must have existed before, but really, Magic was kind of popularized them. What what I don't understand, I've said this before, but what I don't get is like Magic was already super popular and Pokemon, the computer game, was really popular and it was a very popular, you know, had become, even though it came out in 95 in, or 95 in Japan, it took until 98 until it actually got to be a thing in the West, sure. right, for some reason. But like, so, you know, Wizards of the Coast, they made a simplified CCG compared to Magic based on pokemon and like isn't it obvious that that is going to be a massive success wouldn't you just buy the first edition of charizard and just keep it in a isn't that an obvious thing to do well, i mean why <laughs> the problem i have is that i was a stupid kid right and i yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I completely wrote off pokemon cards as, as, oh this will never catch up yeah. because the because the game sucked well the, the trouble with right, that yeah. is like i don't know like i feel like yeah, on some level, mechanical complexity does matter to like the overall value of cards. Like, yeah, I guess because I mean, to a point, it only has. To, I mean, it has to be popular. But like, the reason is that it's the reason why it's popular, right? Like, like it wouldn't have got popular if the game was not complex enough. Yeah, like 
I just feel like it's it would have been very hard to predict that Magic would have been a huge success. But like first edition Charizard, it's pretty easy to predict that that's going to be a success based on the success of Magic and the success of Pokemon. That the, the, the thing com- about Pokemon cards is like they don't. There's not so much change over time. Yeah. As magic has in like rules or whatever. So you don't have that thing with like, because the early magic cards can't be played can't be because played. they're broken, right? Because they're completely unbalanced. But like in Pokemon's well, yeah, case. That's, that's why like magic has that like rolling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As, as, what was it? Two or th- is it three or four? Yeah, it can only go like three or f- mod. I think they call it modern where you can only go like three or four. Yeah. sets back or something you have to build a new deck out of the most recent three or four but in pokemon's case when they did re-release specific pokemon cards it was about the art rather than the mechanics like the yeah. mechanics didn't sh- or sometimes didn't change at all mm. it was yeah. just like here's the new art for this but similarly pokemon. even for that you like you know that the first edition of the of, of whatever the of what of the of the 150 pokemon and is always pokemon. is, is going to be worth something in the future right and Surely. pokemon lent into shinies Right, yeah. I mean, I guess you didn't necessarily, in the first generation of Pokemon, know that Pokemon was going to be the gigantic, most gigantic thing ever. I mean, it could have I mean, been. It could have just yeah. died. It could have been Digimon. That's true. That's true. That is a good point. I mean, yeah, yeah Digimon. That's a good point. Digimon yeah. was. It never quite hit Pokemon heights, but uh, even back then, but yeah. it, but, it, but it wasn't far off. No, it, I it guess nearly the whole succeeded. Thing could have fizzled, couldn't it? Yeah, it could have all fizzled out. Yeah. Hard to tell. Anyway, I just thought that I just think that's kind of weird. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I mean if, if Pokemon CCG you hadn't, I mean, it, yeah, it could have just not taken off because it was a bad game, and I thought it was a bad game. I mean, it, it was a simple game for children. Yeah, <laughs> that was the point. I didn't like it, so I never bought any cards. No, woe is me. <laughs> you wouldn't have got good ones anyway. No. <laughs> so anyway, um. Do you, did you ever come across the early card that was in white swords to plowshares? Have you ever come across that one? I think I, I think I remember it vaguely. It's ludicrous. It's like it's in. Well, it's in. First of all, it's white. It's a white card, and it's like destroy target creature. Yeah, um, unusual. But it's it's a white card. It's destroy target creature, gain life equal to its power, and it's one to cast. <laughs> what? That's a bit of power. It's ludicrous. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So the anyway. couple of new things that I played very briefly because I didn't play them for very long, and it's we're talking like demos. <laughs> I've played a demo of Pizza of Pizza Tower because <gasps> it turns out there oh. isn't a demo on Steam because I don't think they've made a demo for a while. Like the demo that you can find and play is, I believe, from like 2019. Oh, so it's a really early build. Well, no, it's not It's not substantially different from the way the game looks now, as far as I can tell. Mm. And it seems like this was a specific demo they made for like a convention. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. But yeah, functionally, it's, it seems pretty much the same as the game. I mean, I've seen people talking about it and like, it's a lot, it's supposedly slower than the real game and it's already pretty fucking fast. <laughs> When you get going. But yeah, I mean, I played it and it's like, yep, this is very weird. And and the sort of trappings of this special convention demo makes it even weirder in some ways. Oh, right, because it's all clipped in some bizarre ways. Well, it's, it's because it's like the hub is specially made for this convention theme, essentially. <laughs> right. And then it makes a weird like Sonic the Hedgehog reference and stuff, which is just like, okay... But yes, um, 
Yeah, I played a little bit of that. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to resist just fucking playing this game. Mainly because I've, <laughs> I like, I've heard a couple of music tracks, and I'm just like, hell yes. Oh man, stop it, stop it! I've got too many games. I don't need a, I don't need one about nineties ass pizza characters. Or so you're going to? <laughs> or do I? Oh yeah. Well, maybe you do, but like, what the couple of tracks I've listened to? I mean, they're great, uh, but like. So one of them is the like the theme of the escape sequence, which is just called "It's Pizza Time" because that's what the game says. <laughs> it's pizza time. When you when you trigger the escape sequence, it says it's pizza time. I mean, when every time we finish this podcast, we trigger. It's yes, it's sequence. also <laughs> true. But then the second track, which is another kind of escape sequence song, and is maybe indicative of the titles of a lot of these other songs, is called "The Death I Deserve Only." <laughs> <laughs> Which is just and great. What? I just love that. <laughs> what is it? The death I deserve Yoli. Yoli. Because, you know, Italian puns. Yep. Like uh, Alioli. That's <laughs> <called> Ravioli. <laughs> Ravioli. The death yeah. I deserve Yoli. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. But yes, <laughs> that's the kind of... I, I mean, I can tell Rob was going to like it eventually once, oh, he, once it got in there. I'm so, this is so good. Everything about this game sounds amazing. But yes, so I, yeah, I played it and it's like, it is... It, it, it's, it feels like it's basically speedrunning. It's like it's built for speedrunning. It's built for playing those levels repeatedly and learning the sequence yeah. le- like learning where the enemies are to get through the fighting segment on the way in and then learning the route to go out really fast mm. and then it's it's basically score attack based you get your sure. you get yeah. your ranks at the end yeah i'd give it that much like yeah it gives you you get your cvas and p sweet <laughs> they don't specify what p stands for <laughs> but you think, you think you might know what it might stand for they don't have to <laughs> so there's that um, and the other thing I played very briefly in a demo was the demo of um, how can you top that top uh, see what it did there the demo of um, the new theatre rhythm on oh, Switch oh right yeah was it, was it, what was it actually called final, final bar, bar line. line yeah okay not oh, I forget what the subtitle of the 3DS one was Curtain call, so, yeah, something like that. Reviewed <laughs> okay that game. It's like scoring an eighty-seven on the league. Well, the trouble is that like it's it's you know it's that game again, but they have so there's two main things that I noticed that were different, distinctly different about it. Is firstly it's like more difficult, not just because there's a fourth difficulty level, so you could turn it up even harder than the previous one, but because the the new the new mechanic. I was sort of disappointed. It doesn't use the touchscreen at all, like even optionally. Because when you're doing the field songs that use the wiggly holds, yeah, yeah. I always preferred to do that on the DS's touchscreen with the stylus because yeah. that just made it way easier. So you have to learn how to do it with the control stick version of the controls, which, you know, if you were already used to that, not really a problem. It's just that I wasn't used to that. Mm. Yeah, because it looked natural. Yeah. It looked like a sli- you know you slide the sides up and down, but now you just have to push the control stick up and down while you're holding the button to vaguely follow the shape of the line. Right. You don't have. It's not like you're you're not physically sliding the the indicator up and down. It's just like it's if it's going downwards, you have to be pushing down. 
It's, oh, I see. So not, it's not, not like one-to-one -one positioning. You're not moving the marker. It's just sort of like a hold action. But. Yeah, pretty much. Well, or maybe... Maybe it, or maybe it's like scaled in a weird way to make it seem like that. I don't know. I couldn't really didn't really get a match a handle on it. But then the other thing that's different is they. There's no trombone champ. Is <laughs> no, the other thing that's different and makes it more complicated now is that they've added like double buttons, which you can see if you've seen any videos of it. They have double inputs. So the way that works is that when you're holding the controller, any button acts as the button input. So, like, literally any button on the Switch that is a button just... Well, I mean, obviously not, like, the home button or whatever. <laughs> but any, any normal button on the Switch acts as a button input. And then the control stick is for, like, the slide... Uh, you know, directional slides and the slashes, mm. like, the, the small... The yellow arrows, okay, yeah, where you yeah. just do a slash in a direction. So that's the same as the 3DS. But now there's double inputs where... If it's a slash that has two arrows, you have to use both control sticks to oh, okay. slash both arrows' directions at the same time. Right. And then if it's a double button input where two buttons are coming along the line at the same time, you have to push two different buttons at the same time. But it doesn't matter which two. But it doesn't matter which two. But then the way that gets even more complicated is that sometimes they do, if it's a hold they'll have a hold end at the, at the same time as another button press. Oh, so you've got to switch between So you buttons. basically have to alternate pressing and holding two different buttons. And then, so it's like you have all these different button options, but then you have to try and work out which ones are going to be the most comfortable because you, you kind of have to have your thumbs accessible on the control sticks to be able to do all those, like the slashes. Oh, I see. And you have to be able to push buttons at the same time. Right, so you probably need your button presses to be the trigger yeah that's what i was using in the end which right. obviously for the switch is fine because they're buttons they're not really yeah, triggers yeah. and i'd probably be quite comfortable on a pro controller yeah but yeah that makes it quite a lot more complicated mm. that sounds that, that button switching thing sounds a little similar to the how the rhythm mechanic of unbeatable works because mm. that's got that doesn't have very many buttons you need to press there's like a left and there's basically an up and a down right um, I'd like the only buttons, but it makes you sort of hold and switch between them. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it seems like a fine new version of that game, but I'm not sure it's like seventy dollars fine. Yeah, <laughs> and also, I mean, it, is like, that, is that actually it's like launch price? Yes, jeez. And that's the base version. If you want the extra songs, you got like ninety yeah, yeah, and a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> bloody square. But yeah, like. Like as soon as Nintendo broke that seventy dollar seal, I guess, like by saying Tears of the Kingdom is going to be seventy dollars. I, I don't think that was any. I don't think that influenced Square. I think that was probably. I think they probably chosen the price for this before that. Mm. But yes, I, even if you consider it on a like, it's an awful lot of songs. Well, yeah, like, even I'll if you that. even if you try and consider it on a like songs per pound scale, it's not actually as worth as valuable as the three DS one. Right. Like the, it, it's not proportionally that much bigger. Gotcha. I mean, the, obviously, new mechanics count for some of that cost, but... <laughs> yes. But they've taken out the touchscreen. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Isn't this, a, like, isn't the position... Did we talk about this on the podcast already? But isn't this one kind of a weirdly positioned one anyway, because it's sort of a back port of the arcade yes, version? Yes, it, it is a mm. port of the arcade version of this game. But, I mean... But with more songs. But who the fuck played the arcade version of this I game? I mean, not anyone. Some people in Japan, probably. Yeah. It'll be a Club Sega or whatever Club Sega now is. So yeah, I mean, station, probably. <laughs> it really does just seem like another version of that game, but not a seventy-dollar version of that game. Right? Yeah. So I'm probably not going to buy it. 
Although, you know, it's a square game, so maybe it will go on sale at some point. There's a small chance. Yeah, pretty small. More, more of a chance than Nintendo. I mean, it's even smaller because it's got Final Fantasy in the title. Yeah, that is the, that is the problem. So yeah, that, that's that. Is that your, your gaming fortnight? Yeah, well, yeah, more like well, more like four weeks. And also, I do also. I guess I there is one more thing to talk about, which I'm going to talk about much more briefly. Is we this week was going to be a multiplayer Minecraft week. Oh, but it really turned into a multiplayer Minecraft like three days because goddamn it, Minecraft has not got any easier to fucking get working mm. <laughs> with mods. Well, Java Minecraft. Well, yes, obviously, yeah. but like. So, at some point between probably the last time I played Modern Minecraft and now, the mod community in general had decided to, like, finally make the jump to Modern Minecraft. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> so they've, like, caught back up. Well, actually, they're now, they're now back to being a version behind, but that's pretty much caught up. Sure. <laughs> they're on, like, 1.18 and Minecraft's on 1.19 now. So... A lot of these mods have basically had to either have been rebuilt from the ground up, and in some cases, you know, old abandoned mods where the mod developer no longer worked on it, you've pretty much had to make those again from scratch. Someone new has had to just remake it. But apart from, you know, it, it works. The problem that I was having is just like, you, you need a launcher to do this, basically, because it's trying to install a, a like a whole list of mods manually would take fucking forever mm. i've done it before but like it's much easier to just go on these mod pack sites and just hit the button and it just gets like 200 mods and yeah, then you're yeah. done I want, I want this so we did that uh the first one we tried was like <laughs> it was one of those mod packs where they where it's got a bit, a bit out of hand like too many mm. <laughs> you put too many in here and it was just like the server couldn't handle it like every time <laughs> it was trying to generate a new bit of terrain there were so many mods fighting over what was going to spawn in that bit of terrain. It was just like lagging the Actually, server out. Yeah. So we, we had to abandon that one. That was like day one of not really playing Minecraft. <laughs> and then on day two, we had to go to a to a slightly older version. And I was having this weird Java problem where... So I'd got the most recent version of Java, which is the most... Which, can, which is like what Minecraft needs... Current Minecraft, more like the up-to-date Minecraft. Well, right, the new JVM. Yes, the new JVM. So that's like, coincidentally, it's like Minecraft 1.19, Java 19. Okay. <laughs> they Funny. nicely light up. Yeah. But the packs we were playing needed 17, Java 17, okay. Minecraft 18. <laughs> so it, like, you need to go back a step. Oh, that's interesting. I thought, the, I thought the JVMs have always been backwards happy. Well, that's the thing. So... When you when I tried to launch it, it gives you a log during launch that tells you what's going on because the screen doesn't really show up, mm. doesn't really tell you what's going on. But you look at this log, and I could see from the log it would get to a point where it's like it's toggling it into Java seventeen compatibility mode, sure. and then and then it would do a bunch of stuff, that, and then it would crash. And then looking at the logs, as far as I could tell, what was happening was like it was toggling it into Java seventeen mode. But then it was still trying to use Java 19 features, which was just making it crash. Uh, Even though yeah. Minecraft should have wanted 70. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So eventually I had okay. to like get the Java 17 version in parallel and tell the Minecraft launcher to use that version. 
And then that didn't work for a different reason. Like it was giving me different crash logs that I couldn't even pass what the hell was going on. So we were like, well, that was day two of not really playing Minecraft. Red. And then it just started working. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, great, thanks. No, no idea what the hell I did differently, but then it just started working. Brilliant. So then we then we did actually play Minecraft. Although, to be honest, the mod pack that we're playing is like... It's still got a lot of mods, but there's not many unfamiliar... Well, I mean, at this point, I guess there aren't really many unfamiliar mods, but we're not really doing much that we haven't done before. Mm. Is there still no way of, like, modding the not-Java Minecraft? I don't know, because I've never seen it, so... Yeah. Is it like, is there no community around modern, modern Minecraft? <laughs> Double modern. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the situation with all that is. I mean, we, you know, it was a it was quite a big leap for where the whole modern community decided to make this step. I really think it might have just been because of one specific mod, because there was one specific mod that came out for like modern Minecraft. That's that's it. It was. A very advanced bit of modding, considering like compared to all the other mods of the time. Whereas, like it had, it did really complicated things, like like multi-block structures that could move independently. So, like they could do actual rotation and stuff, oh, I see. Yeah. not just pistons like Minecraft does. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it could do a lot of like it had like belts that were like physical belts, so the items would move along the belts, belts. rather than pipes, like most <laughs> of the mods did. So there was that mod that came out, and it also has the most impressive like implementation of an in-game manual, essentially, because all of the old school mods have like a book, basically, where it just pops up like a a book interface, and you can just page through it, and it has like an index or whatever. But this mod did like uh, basically simulations where you any any item from this mod that you could that was in the like list of all the items you could build you could just hold a button down and it would pop up like a little view and it would like simulate a whole building showing you how all these parts link together in the context of this part you'd selected huh. so it'd be like oh here's the windmill bearing and then you hold down the button and it just shows you how it functions with like if you put the windmill bearing here and then you build the sails here and then you can toggle it to rotate one direction or the other and then transfer the power out of cogs Neat. just in this like simulated window That's pretty cool. it was so useful mm. But, I mean, no other mod has come close to getting that level of functionality in. Mm. You do occasionally get situations where they're like, if it requires you to build a specific multi-block structure that's quite complicated, you can, like, basically project it as a hologram into the world to tell you what, where you need to put the blocks to make it work. <laughs> Some mods will do that, which is obviously helpful. But, mm. but yes, this one specific ridiculous mod, I think, was probably the impetus for everyone to finally jump up to... Almost current modern Minecraft. They're kind of like, oh, if this guy can do it, then everyone else, then we can. <laughs> or like, everyone wants to play this new mod, so we need all these other, other old mods that people like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we did we did quite a lot of that, but maybe not as much as we wanted to <laughs> due to technical problems. Hardcore moderation. And also, my system can barely handle it as usual. God damn it, Minecraft modification, not moderation. Can you can you have hardcore moderation? Like you're so moderated. I mean, I guess that's like moderation Nazis <laughs> cracking down on yeah, everything. I guess it's like cancel it's culture. Is that hardcore moderation? I guess. Well moderate, <laughs> super moderate. That's it. So moderate. 
now Rob can tell us about nearly finishing Yakuza. Uh, well, yes, I can. <laughs> um, Please. So I'm in the. I've 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 made it up to the somewhat hilariously titled. Uh, okay, so the game is structured. I was telling Zach about this earlier. It's real stupid. The game is structured into five parts, and they're normally called Part One and Part Two, and so on. Imaginatively titled. Well, yeah. Part Five is called Finale. And now I've made it to, uh, and in within part these parts, they have sub chapters, and I'm yeah. hilariously in in the part of the game that is that, that was called finale final chapter, <laughs> finale final chapter. Is there going to be an epilogue and oh, I bet <laughs> post postscript. There's, yeah. there's always something. There's always some little extra event that happens um, at the end. Uh, not usually anything hugely that, that you know requires a lot of player involvement, but there's usually something. Uh, yeah, that game is real stupid. Um, but like, <laughs> as always, <laughs> as, you might, as you might expect, like it's 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 proper dumb. But like, it's got to the point where like it's it's trying to, uh, it's problematic in the sense that like you play through all these the, all these four parts leading up to this point are mostly separated, right? They're, they 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 right. they're kind of almost their own self-contained mini stories that have like then at the end of them have a bit of a hook into them into the big picture. Um, and then they all start coming together towards the end of part four um, and then really start kicking off in finale. Um, but the problem is, is like, because you've like, I don't know, I think I'm about 70 odd hours into this or something ridiculous at this yep. point, some, some ludicrously high number. Um, uh, I've kind of forgot, you kind of, it's so easy to forget what has happened in well, the previous parts. And then it's sort of talking about characters and you're like, oh yeah, that happened right at the start of the game. And that's um, also probably not helped by playing several of these other, uh, other games where it's like, what, what happened in which game? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. If you're trying to, it's probably easy to get slightly confused with the previous games. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, it just, it's become, it, I've spent most of finale going, going, I not really understand what's going on. I don't, I don't really follow what's happening. <laughs> is it that um, significantly different though? Like, I mean, the endings of those games, maybe not like story wise, but like structurally, are normally quite similar. It's a, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. There normally is a, a, the sort of same level of double crossing, and there's going to be a, a, a big bad, and there's probably he's probably not the big bad. There's probably another big bad, and yeah, uh, yeah, that's totally kind of how that played out. You're in probably going to fight them in a skyscraper of some kind. Oh, that's already happened. Well, I've already had a had a skyscraper rooftop fight um, in this chapter, which. Kind of then makes me question: Is like, oh, okay, we've we've already done that. What is the actual final final fight? Um, how's that going to work? Um, but of course, this is all made extra dumb by the fact that this like part three was the Haruka storyline, right? So right. there's this whole dancing and I- pop idol element to it, which is super critical to this finale. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but nobody, nobody really understands why. Like there are hints at like the people involved, um, and the return of one char- character in particular is is important, um, whom you really don't see for the entire game, and then turns up in this chapter, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, missed opportunity, man. I won't, I won't spoil who. Okay, wait, I'm gonna spoil who it is. Fucking Majima, of course. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> who do you think it's gonna be? Uh, and but yeah, so so it's all coming together in this this pop idol concert 
And it's like the way it leads to that point is so convoluted and confusing and weird. So the, and do you do do you do a like a final boss pop idol dance off? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 is, have you done the skyscraper fight on the last fight? It's going to be the pop idol. Oh man, sequence. yeah. I mean, the skyscraper fight was really stupid anyway because basically, like, okay, it, it, it was. I've been, I've been thinking, like, almost for the last two weeks, how, how is it possible to, like, do a synopsis of the entire plot of this game in a succinct way for the podcast? And I'm failing mm-hmm. every time I try okay. and think it through. There's, yeah. like, there's no good way of doing it. But anyway, this, in this particular fight, like, I guess the, the guy you thought was the big bad, like, who has, you, you sort of reveal isn't the big bad, and but he knows it, and the rest of the characters all know that this fight on this rooftop is a setup. Everybody knows that it's a setup, and it's supposed to, like, uh, but, uh, and th- that the big bad is going to show as a result of them being in this situation. They know it's a trap. So what do they do? They have a fight. <laughs> All four of them just fight each other, and it's like, and a bit of me's like, oh, it's the Yakas away. And yeah, it's like it's like it's the only way we could draw out the big bad is like if we just go through with this trap. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to actually fight each other and like nearly murder each other in order for that to happen. And two of the people, like most of the people on this rooftop, are allies at this point, <laughs> and they're just beating the crap out of each other. We have to, so, so have to make bad, it look real. Yeah, so when the bad guy turns up, he just has an easy ride over it, and it's like there's a few more revelations as Yakuza yeah, can't help itself. Thing. Yeah, I also made the mistake of accidentally starting this sequence at eleven o'clock at oh night, God. and it was a it was like a two and a half hour long sequence of events, and it's like, oh God, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I'm a tired dad. <laughs> Uh, it's ridiculous but it's also not as ridiculous as I would hoped right it's still not it's still not like Yakuza Kiwami level stupid Ah, still rounding it up yeah well it's just too like a little bit too self-serious and I know that's what some fans of Yakuza really like but I'm, I'm more into when it's proper mad goofy which, yeah. as it turns out, I think is what a lot of people have a bit of a problem with Ishin new release. That it's like right. it's, it sounds like it might be my kind of Yakuza, like leaning into the goofy side. Well, it, um, it's like it's inherently goofy, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's the whole point. Um, but some people like that aren't really into that. That the goofiness and the cartoonish humor of Yakuza is bringing down Ishin, and I'm like, no, you're wrong. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it could have been cool to do like a fully historical like sort of more serious take on that. Oh, I mean, pr- people have problems with that as well. Like, oh, actually, sure. that, that Kiryu being on the wrong side of a violent empire, or, uh, sorry, being on the good side, I suppose, of a violent empire uh, by the end of it is problematic. It's like, well, it's not really... But it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just characters in a play. Yeah. Like, you just have to think of it as characters in a play. It's not actually Kiryu. <laughs> Anywho. Jack is a five. It's a, it's a, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm still enjoying it, but it's uh, still not a Kawami, <laughs> which makes the, the next one like really exciting because it's Jack is a zero next, which is when they yeah, supposedly the start prequel, finding right? this, uh, the Kawami stance, I suppose. It, 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 I think it was before okay. the first Kawami was zero, but it's, yeah, in, yeah, it's, yeah. In, it's in this more modern style. So, yeah, yeah, I think that will be a good one for yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, Majima's on the box art, so yeah, you can't get Yeah, so I'm nearly done with that, nearly done with that. So you're going to get another podcast of, of, of chat about it. Well, maybe. Um, 
<laughs> It'll be mentioned. Uh, I finished the the main story of Hi-Fi Rush as well. Right. Oh, yeah. Because uh, that game is rock solid awesome. It's, uh, as, as mentioned yeah. before, it, it continues to be good. The cutscenes are always fun. Uh, and the writing is always top spec. It's it's just a great, great game. Um, I saw it got a glowing review from Yahtzee Crowshaw, which yep. is very oh, wow. unusual. Okay. Yeah. Very unusual. Very unusual. <laughs> yeah, super. It just, it just manages to pull off the rare, rare treat of like it being a character action game with a flow that works. And, uh, and and as I sort of predicted last time, it's like you you do eventually start finding that flow the more fights you get into. I think my my previous gripes still stand. I think there is far too much downtime between fights, mm-hmm. um, uh, and 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 I'm not a big fan of some of the mechanics that get introduced in the latter half of the game. Like the 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 wind and fire is just a little bit irritating rather than cool because it does that thing that like you really don't want any game to do in the middle of having a nice combat flow which is oh i've set myself on i've I've been set on fire i need to wiggle the stick to put myself <laughs> out which just feels especially unnatural in the in the fact because there's no rhythm because it's rhythm yeah so that's that's slightly odd and the last some of the boss fights are just kind of, especially the last two i think they're just really tricky to to see what patterns they're doing mm. um so I, I I don't feel like I got a real handle on those and sort of ended up just brute forcing my way through it. Um, but I also discovered I kind of made the mistake that I played the game through on hard mode. Right. And it's one of those games, because it's a, I guess because it's a rhythm game or trying to think that it's a rhythm game, is like you get the achievement for finishing in hard mode. You do not get the achievements for finishing it in easy and normal mode. Well, is that a mistake? Because you wouldn't have got the other ones anyway. <laughs> How do you, what what? I mean, if you played it on normal, you still would have only got one achievement. Yeah, I'd have got the normal mode <laughs> achievement, but not the easy or the hard mode. Yeah, so it's so not it's, really a mistake to play it on hard. No, I guess not. But it means now I'm like, if I, if I want, if you to want to go achievement go, hunting, well, I, have to, I have to go and play it through an easy now. Sure, but then it'll be easy. It'll be well easy. Yeah, yeah. it'll be super easy. You'll I, get through it quick. Yeah, I am finding it quite easy. And also, the game actually does. It has routes you can't get to because you didn't have the powers to get to them. Right, yeah. So at least when I'm going through the levels, I can find these extra bits. So it's like a new, like, game, new game plus? Kind of, yeah. You get to keep the you powers keep that, all would, your abilities. You, that would let you get to those things, yeah, you get but to, now you're playing it on easy. But now I'm playing it on easy, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Um, so, But yeah, I'm discovering these. Like, every level has its own extra challenge room, which right. is sort of like the Bayonetta challenges or the Devil May Cry challenges, where it's like, oh, we're going to mix up the rule set a little bit in here. Like, oh, you can only damage enemies by parrying their attacks, and then you get a, <laughs> then you get ten beats of being able to smack them down after a parry, for instance, <laughs> um, or uh, and you've still got to do it within a time limit, or you can only attack stuff whilst you're in in the air, or don't touch the ground, <laughs> like which sucked in Bayonetta. That was awful in Bayonetta, but here, like, it works really well because of the you've got one of those like um, magnet attacks that pulls you towards an enemy, right? And um, so you can. As long as you've got enemies in the air, you can stay off the ground pretty easily. Um, and it's pretty fun to do so. I love this thing. It's great. It's, it's What a what an amazing surprise. <laughs> and you can find the little Tango Gameworks snails hidden in the levels as well. And then some of those have like little cute like level-based like different animations. It's like, oh, it's such a polished thing. It's great. Go and play Hi-Fi Rush if you've got a game fast. You owe it to yourself. (laughs) 
It's better than Devil May Cry. I'm going to just put it out there. It's better than the than actual Devil May Cry. Partially because I don't really like Devil May Cry, <laughs> other than DMZ, but, you know. It's better than Bayonetta 3. Well, that's probably probably less of a controversial opinion. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, uh, excellent thing. Uh, what else have I been doing? Not a huge amount outside of those <laughs> two things. Because I've had a, a yeah, slightly hectic schedule. Well, I am going to throw a curveball at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I think I said a few weeks back I had sort of been playing Wipeout 2097 yep. on emulation. Uh, I've continued to play Wipeout 2097, but this time on real bloody hardware. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I've been playing the the actual PlayStation 1 copy on my PS2 through the OSSE. Um, semi-actual. Semi-actual. Hardware. I have got a PlayStation 1, but I thought I'd get the PS2 out, and I'll get to why I think in I a second. I might know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, what 2097 holds up. It's that's a hell of a game. It's like okay, it's slightly awkward playing the higher speeds at 25 frames per second <laughs> that that game runs at in in power territories, but um, uh, and it's really bloody difficult at <laughs> those difficulties. But it, it just feels so good. It's just I got it right like early with Wipeout, and it's um, which makes. The real reason I got the PlayStation 2 out all the more confusing because <laughs> I realized that I've never played Wipeout Fusion, right? The PS2 one, uh, the uncool oh, yeah. one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. it happened, it was made at a very slight, a very weird time for Cygnosis and Studio Liverpool because at that point they were no longer Cygnosis, they'd been bought by Sony, uh, they'd been turned into Studio Liverpool, but I don't think all of the staff came with them when that happened. Um, so Wipeout Fusion was kind of their first, what is the only PS2 Wipeout game, other than if you re- really want to count the PS2 version of Wipeout Pulse, mm. which did happen. And I, I didn't realize that had happened until I was re- researching this again. Um, but yeah, so it's so it's the weird one. And they were like, it's it's got ideas that they supposedly had on the on the from the drawing room floor before they were making Wipeout 1 like oh hey we've got we've got pilots in this now so not only do you pick a team you pick between two pilots um, which you have to unlock so actually at the point I'm at the game it's like you pick a team and then you can pick between one pilot (laughs) and they've all got hilarious faces it's got to be pointed out these faces are like PS2 faces yeah (laughs) PS2 era badly rendered faces So so in this weird like game that's attempting to be super stylish and cool and stuff like that you've got these jagass faces in them um but i think this also this one didn't also have the designers republic helping them so it was all kind of in-house design and it shows dramatically like it's not it isn't as cool looking it's it's sort of got that vibe that sort of almost playstation one era like rave vibe going on but not quite like it feels a little bit tackier around the edges um, and I think that's fair to say about the whole game. It's really not a bad game. It's actually like I kind of was expecting this to be bad. Um, it's still pretty competent, it's, and it's still good fun to play. Um, but it's not as good as any other Wipeout game I've played. It's like that, that's yeah. that's yeah, it, that's definitely even even Wipeout sixty four. Even the, like... Wipeout sixty four, yeah, which I. It's probably my other least favorite wipeout, but yeah, it at least yeah. has it has something going for it. It still it handles differently, 
but it's still yeah. it's still overtly a wipeout game. This has such a different feel yeah. to how it how it drives and how the air brakes work. And jumping is just such a weirdly stiff thing now. Like it's it's lost its float in a strange like the game has lost its float and that and the bounce and the, the oddity that all that is. And that's kind of a critical part to wipe out to feel like your anti-grav isn't super stable. That it's gotta be sort of like a little bit wafty and a little bit weird. Okay, it's not as no no game has ever been as bouncy as the first two wipeouts. Those were like Bounce Haven. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they, <laughs> Bounce Haven. Yeah. <laughs> Come visit beautiful Bounce Haven. <laughs> Slam into the, the floor coast. with all your metallic might. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, no game has been like that. And they, they there's so this, but you know, so the handling in this feels quite like flat. Like you stick to the track pretty, uh, you know, the, car, the, the, the craft don't waft around. Even when you're like turning into a corner, they don't feel like they're sliding nearly as much as they did before. And the air brakes kind of feel weirdly instantaneous mm. rather than floaty and like oh i'm gradually sliding into a turn like you'll push the air brakes and it'll have like an instant effect of what well, to to rotate your craft they yeah. feel weirdly digital um uh but yeah saying all that it's still a pretty good anti-grav racer it's like i'd, I'd probably take it over most anti-grav racers that, that don't have wipeout or f-zero in the title uh it's just, it's just, it's just really interesting to go back to. That's, that, that was the thing. Also, uh, PS2 games seem to work better through the OSSC than PS1 does. PS1, as it turns out, like puts out a strange resolution that my TV doesn't like. If you try to, so I have to oversample it. So and then the OSSC will limit it to a 1080 shot, but that means I lose vertical screen space. Mm. So I've got a slightly cropped picture um, from from the PS1 running on the PS2. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So I might need a scaler to do that properly, or to run it through a monitor that can handle the weird resolution that this thing wants to kick out. Because um, yeah, it should be pointed out that the OSSC is just a line doubler; it's not a full-on scaler. So it's um, mm. if your console is putting out a weird low resolution, it can only put out a multiple of that weird low resolution. So, uh, and you have to hope your, your the monitor you're feeding that signal to is happy about that. Uh, and my TV is not, unfortunately, for ones that will fit on the screen. <laughs> Perfectly. But, but, but I'm still still having a good time. Uh, wipeout Fusion. It's a strange one. It's the least cool <laughs> Wipeout, but it's still a good game. Yeah. And I was uh, going to talk about the, Wipeout. Did you play the, the one, you know, the, the last one, the, the, the PS Vita one? Uh, 2048. I've played it yeah, as yeah. part of the Omega Collection. Right, yeah, 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 okay. But not, oh, not, yeah. not on its oh, own. Yeah. yeah, same, yeah. There's not a huge yeah. amount of difference. Apparently, like, the, the, the Omega Collection version of 2048 is pretty, basically pretty the close. same, like HD right, Furies okay. in Omega Collection. It's just okay, uh, cool. they, they handle the same. Uh, the only difference is the soundtrack, really, and a few visuals. Uh yeah, I was, I was going to be playing Wipeout 1. I've tried to, because I don't have a copy of that. Um, so right, I tried, tried, right. tried to get hold of a copy of Wipeout 1. Uh, but due to a clerical error, courtesy of CEX... Um, <laughs> again. They sent me... A, yeah, again. Uh, they sent me a copy of Wipeout 3 
which, if you'll remember, the branding, I can sort of understand why, because Wipeout 3 was branded as Whip 3 Out. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I can see like someone in the distribution center or whatever, or wherever they store their retro games, sort of looked like, oh, it was an order for Wipeout. Oh, that one says Wipeout, but, the, but it's stylized <laughs> with a three in, three in the middle of the... No, that still reads as Wipeout. That's fine. Send that out. So I've now got a copy of Wipeout 3 and Wipeout 3 Special Edition, so oh well. <laughs> the box art for Wipeout 3 is, is dead cool, though. So I mean, fine. Wipeout 3 yeah. is the yeah, it's pinnacle a, of the... It's, not the pinnacle of the gameplay, but it is of the cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's the daddy of style. Wipeout 3 is... Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's another fantastic one. I'm going to play that again before I put, this, put the thing away. And I'm, I'm yeah, slightly worryingly though, I went through all the memory cards, my PS1 memory cards, uh, to try and find space for one thing. Mm. <laughs> and uh, but also, I'm pretty sure two of mine are dead, which now has me worried. It's like, oh god, which what is on that memory card? And I thought I better not be the one with my Final Fantasy VIII saves on it. God, <laughs> who cares? I know. Twenty-five hundred years well, uh, you know, That means we need to do a whole video series on Final Fantasy VIII. Not all your hardware, but we, we yeah. did. We started, but then we had a failed recording, and that. Uh, we haven't yeah. gone back to it since. And you're not going to need no. memory cards for that? Not on PC, no. <laughs> it'll happen, it'll happen. It's a, it's a, you've got the choice. You do Final Fantasy VIII or you do Final Fantasy VII with new graphics <laughs> and changed story. Oh, well, yeah. Some yeah. Or just play Final Fantasy IX. Or play Final Fantasy or just or, or FF9. <laughs> I mean, either of those would be happy with. That'd be another long ass series. Of course, so it's going to take us. Any five hours game will be a long ass series. It's going to take us over a year to finish one of those. But I think we need one because we keep running out of ideas for the video. So <laughs> I mean, we, we could just play long. all of the wipeouts, like do my anti-grav racing series. Yeah, is that as good for commentary though? Oh, know. probably not. Maybe definitely not. Yeah. It's not going to have some like weird un- like story beats that nobody understands. <laughs> yeah. But it also doesn't have so much grind. Unless you count grinding the walls. Mm. That's pretty wipe much what I've been Yeah, wipe cool. out. Cool. Oh, I picked up uh, I picked up two more things in the re- in my retro splurge, but I will talk about them another time when I get around to playing them. So uh, one of them is weird. One of them's just a punt because I saw it and was like, oh, I know the story behind this. I'm going to check this out. Tease. There you go, <laughs> tease. And the other one's a much more obvious one that I've been after for a while. Uh, there you go. That's my that's my tease for next 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 podcast. If All I get right. around to it for next podcast. <laughs> so look forward to that next time if, if Rob has any time away from maybe maybe miles per hour. And um <laughs> uh look out for our YouTube channel where you can find currently Sonic Lost World, which is Interesting for, for for the commentary. I don't know about playing it, uh, but it's yeah. quite funny. I, uh, I quite like. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn, I quite I quite liked the blurb I wrote on this one, where it's just like, yeah. like, like <laughs> Sonic made a mistake, and and, uh, and I also made a mistake. May have made a mistake by recommending this. By recommending this, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we'll just replace it with an epic Final Fantasy <laughs> series that never ends. Oh boy! Cool. But until then, uh, we'll leave you to it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Do whatever and you're doing. Do go do it. Whatever you're doing, continue or go and do that. Play some games. And you know what and, that uh, means? We'll be back. What's that? What does that mean? Pizza time. <laughs>
It's time to get play pizza. the song. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to clip it out. It's pizza gonna, time. I'm gonna have to clip the "It's Pizza Time" song out of the game now. No, play the pizza Probably time not. song. Uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another sidecast. Goodbye. Pizza time. Pizza time. Pizza time. I have your pizzas. Pizza.